are back after a long hiatus, mainly thanks to one person next to me who decided to take as many vacation days as Norm Hitchkiss. Uh, but we are back. It's Turn Off Your Mics with Creighton and EA, the show that pretty much is dominating the nation. People can't live without this show. Is that true? I don't know. I just said it, but maybe it will be true. And back from his uh, vacation, his long vacation, that's why we, uh, I don't know, you've been everywhere. It's Creighton Branch. Hey, Creighton, how you doing, buddy? What's your, uh, what's your, I'm trying to think. I did, you're the, you're the, one of them was your fault. Like no, one of them was you. No, it was not me. Right. See, what happened was, uh, yes, last week I was going to go out of town on Friday. So I said, hey, we got to do it Thursday. But you said you can't record on Thursday. So therefore, I blame you. What was I doing on Thursday? I don't know. You said you couldn't do it on Thursday. You couldn't record on Thursday. I think so, I was. Oh, I know what I was doing. You had a lady my, friend or I, something? No, I was at my other job because all I do is work. Yeah, that's great. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe <laughs> I it. Do. I did. Okay, well, congratulations to you and your other job. That's right. We missed last week because of that. And so we decided to push back till this week. And then this week, we were supposed to do it on Friday once right. again. Mm-hmm. But something came up. The Texas Longhorns football, the spring game. So Was that more important on Friday than uh, this podcast that's going to dominate the world? Listen, man, I don't miss my spring games. Okay, that's fine. I do not miss my that's spring fine. games. That's fine. You want to root for a subpar at a football team? Mark my words, your... that team will not be subpar subpar this year. Really? They had a really good showcase yesterday, Saturday. Against themselves. Yeah. Or is it Monday? Why do you put bank into spring games? I, I want to know. Well, because well, like... It, I look, know, because... You, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. But you got to look... At, if you look at the right things, if you look at... The speed and the athleticism more so than like the technique of what they're doing at the time. And did Quinn Ewers get better or did Malik Murphy in his first showcase, you know, look okay throwing the ball? How did Arch Manning look? By the way, actually, I'll tell you in that second. Those are the things that you look at, you know, and if if those come across your radar as okay, then things you can't put too much stock into it. But like those kinds of things, you can be okay. Like we might be pretty good. And our, it's obvious that the team is faster, stronger, bigger. And we can finally throw the football for something at this point in our. Well, God, as you, as a hardcore Longhorn fan, can give us your rational, you know, unbiased right. opinion. Fun fact: this this was uh, this is how it always seems to end up. But uh, the side we set on, I like to sit low for the spring games because uh, it's free admission, right? So you can sit anywhere, right? And I don't necessarily like like sitting low like at football games, like college football games generally, because like. It's bleachers, right? It's still college. So, like, I don't like sitting in bleachers. But, like, for the spring game, it's like, okay, I'll do it one time. Because it's a running clock. I know I'm going to get out of there really quick. So, I happened to sit. We happened to sit, the whole family. Um, I chose the the parents section out of all things. So, um, so <laughs> it was really cool because we were with all the parents. And then, of course, of all people that we, we sat next to was the Mannings. <laughs> you saw Peyton? Peyton was not there. Oh, then Cooper and the mom was there. Mom and dad was there. So and the little brother, I believe, so was a little. Eli wasn't there. No. Arch Manning wasn't there. Arch Manning was on the field. No, Arch, sorry, Archie Manning, like the grandpa. 
Is no, he I'm not there. sure Archie Manning can like. Okay, so wait, is so, Archie Manning still with us? Yes. Okay, just making sure. And he's still doing fine. It's not like he's like right. disabled. But or he's anything. still like eighty something. So eighty people, there are hundred year old people that. That's run true, around. but you gotta think about it. Like if your grandfather, let's say your grandfather's like ninety years old. Yeah, okay? he's not. He's dead. These guys. Thanks for well, that up. <laughs> okay. Both of these, them are. These guys. Like and let's say you live in the South. I mean, you're gonna be like, how easy is it gonna be for you to put your 90 year old grandfather on a plane to come to Austin? It's not that easy. I'm pretty so sure like, I, I saw Archie Manning like run around the country with his sons. I don't know what to tell you, man. But All regardless, I'm you but is that I I sat next to Cooper to Cooper Manning. Nobody likes Cooper. Cooper's a cool guy, man. He's a twig. Like man. I would listen. I, I swear, to, I bet Cooper weighs a hundred and. 15 pounds. Listen, I, I know the whole story that Cooper was really the man that everybody thought was going to be I didn't want to bring it up, but you did. So. Yeah, but Peyton's the only man and I really care about, okay? You can tell Cooper has had neck and back issues, man. Wow. Been, well, mean, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> um, And we were supposed to recap the April Fool's Open right after the April Fool's Open. I'm sorry. But we kept changing. Then, of course, you had work, and then we couldn't do anything, and then I had to leave that weekend. So... Uh, now we're back, and uh, you promised the listeners that when we come back on air, we would have a April Fool's trophy sitting right next to us. Uh, I'm looking around, and it's not here. <laughs> I uh, didn't know. I didn't know the April Fool's open was going to be fixed. So, first off, first so, off, it wasn't fixed. It was. It was. It was pretty fixed. Okay, man. but we, okay. I will go to my grave defending he, this point. Okay, so you're attacking the winner, Tyler Sampson. I'm not attacking. That's Attacking fine. Is a strong word. Is a very strong you're, word. You're I am questioning. You're questioning the validity of how much inexperience he okay, had walking that's fine. into that. But can day. we be honest? Regardless if he was a fixer or not, or how much he's played, that didn't affect my outcome. And you put too much confidence in me, and I ended up drum roll. We don't have a drum roll, but drum roll. <laughs> I came in seventh place. No, but don't say it no, like that. No, sorry, eighth place. Eighth place. Don't say it like that though. Think about like I and I even said this to you. Think think about it this way: if you took out all of your whiffs, you do okay. No, like, like y- yes. Oh, what are you talking about? Of course you would. But you know what? The Dude, whiffs are you, part of the yeah, game. I know, but like think about that. Like, but the thing is, is your whiffs come from you being inexperienced and not not picking up a golf club and Lord knows how long ever ever. See, if I'm not saying that the next time you play, you're not gonna whiff, but I guarantee you, you won't whiff as much. And I'll tell you this: I'll tell you this. Your recovery, your recovery shots are actually really good for your experience level. That, like, that's true. Like, I mean, I, I, I astounded you because I would whiff on the first shot, right? And on the second shot, I would take it down. Yeah, your second shot was good enough to where like, we were no longer yeah. in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And I get I, the only. I, I there were two problem spots I identified for myself. One was the water situation on the par five that not only took down ham it took everyone uh it took down davy and myself but i think that's where we got a little bit of trouble there but i think after that the the biggest part was that par three uh i was tired by then and i think that it got me frustrated that i kept missing the ball i was trying to go uphill on that hole and it wasn't happening and i I listened back to the april fools open uh and i heard craig just mercy just making fun of me like no other uh, uh, th- that was where my problems laid the most. But I'm very proud of myself because I didn't do what Ham did, and what Ham did on that that 31 <laughs> over uh, 31 over on the par five. Yeah. That's historic. 
It's nobody bad. has nobody has ever done what Ham did, and congratulations to Ham <laughs> for being so bad that for bad. Man. Because <laughs> this is see this this is why I know the the, the game was fixed at some at some at some level because you have okay you have Tyler who did his thing right yeah. then you have other people in that tournament like Matt like who is literally Ham is sitting there. In the shrubs, like in the brush, just whacking away at the weeds, thinking that every one of those does not count as a stroke. Well, he doesn't play golf. That's what I'm saying. How's that fixed? Yeah, you have, and then you have on the other end of the of the spectrum, you have Tyler doing a triple bogey on yeah, a par five he, as his first time. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm gonna I'll tell you right, what's going on there. Ham doesn't like. He's not like a sports guy. Yeah, he works. I don't at the care sports who's station. a sports guy. Listen, There's nobody that's coming out on a golf course Tyler, for their first. Tyler no, no, knows. No, stop that. Stop that. There's nobody that's coming out on their first time on a golf course in the eight. On I a think you know five. what you're upset about is that beforehand going into previewing this matchup, you thought Tyler because he's a baseball player would do horrendous. You thought baseball sure. players and golf players don't they can't and they don't. But I'll tell you what, when you start practicing, it gets a little easier, and that's clearly. Go watch. Like I said, they they took pictures. I hate it. I'm not attacking. It sounds like I'm so salty about it. I'm not. But go look at the pictures we took on on the tickets Facebook page that they posted. There, like I told you, there's one that they captured Tyler in his mm-hmm. backswing. It is not the backswing of a first year, like not even first year, first time golfer. Yeah. It's hey, not. Listen, I'll say this. I you still, cannot sit here and tell me no, that no, Tyler. No, no, no. I, I'm that with was you. His on, first I'm time with golfing. you on this. I think Tyler. He bogeyed ha- his par ha- three. Yeah, and I think he was playing a little too well. For his first time. Now, maybe maybe he did mini golf or all that and that helped him. I don't know. Maybe that helped his putting game. He still made the par five and at least he, he at least made it to the green on that par five. And Here's the thing. You know shots. why he did well, though? You know why he did well? What? He didn't whiff. Well, you see what I just I just said that. I said that that was your main issue. Yeah. And see how much difference that makes. Right. Okay, but I think that's the thing. I think it's just, he, he had a what? lucky day. He didn't whiff. And when Clearly. you don't whiff, you're going to. Put yourself because listen, Gordo was not far too behind uh, um, Tyler, and we know that Gordo isn't like a great golfer; he doesn't play that much. So, like but Gordo was still, what was the? It was a, it was still like a ten stroke difference, was it not? I don't think it was a ten stroke difference, was it? Yeah, I don't know, man. I well, think, it wasn't I like think, one or two though. Yeah, well, regardless, I want to say this: congratulations to Tyler and everybody yes. else who played. Uh, I didn't play well. I oh, and I want to. I've already addressed this on the hang zone, but I want to address this today, uh, once and for all, on this podcast because this is where my heart lies. I did not have ankle problems at the <laughs> April Fool's Open. That was a optical illusion. I was wearing my old shoes. I, first of all, look at my That's, shoes right now. <laughs> that is fair. I mean, I look actually, at my shoes. You see? Do they? Do I have an ankle issue? No. You are sitting though. But you can tell even then. Do I? Do I? Does it look like? I think what hurt you, yes, was the was that the old shoes had so much leeway on them. Yes. That what happened was. But man, that picture. The the especially I think it was the right or I forgot which foot it was, but it's the, the right the right foot the right foot had a problem where the I don't know what happened inside where it just tore <laughs> apart or something, and so when my foot goes in there, it was sliding off the sole of the shoe. So because it did that, it gave the impression that I was sitting on my ankles or standing on my ankles. I was not, okay? It looked bad, I understand, but it was not. I wasn't in pain because I was like, hey, I'm yeah, I'm going to walk on my ankles. And no, Ham, I did not have gout. I listened to that reaction. Oh I did God. not have gout. 
What happened was exactly that. My <laughs> foot or my shoes were terrible. It looked bad, and that's it. Well, so Ham's situation is funny because he should not be trying to discredit you anymore because if if that was true, like let's like all this like like if you had gout and you had an- severe ankle problems right. and you had this and that and this. He lost to that guy, right? Which is even funnier, but like that, I would not be saying. But what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Like the week or two before, I said the one guy I'm not worried about is who at all. Him. Yeah. There you go. Well, good job. At there least you, you predicted that. And then another thing is this: um, the only reason why I, I didn't admit, like, yet on air that my feet did hurt, but yeah, I'd never played like that kind of yeah, golf. Yeah, it's a golf course. And yeah. by the way, the whose idea was to make us uh, walk to that par five was insane. Like, that was a long walk. <laughs> that's the par five for you. That's yeah. what I was telling you No, guys. but we had to go walk from the par four oh, yeah, that's to how the beginning of the par five, oh, yeah. and then we walked the entire par five. Yeah. By, by the time I got to the par three, I was like, come on. So do you respect this. golfers now? I, oh, okay, I'll say this. I never understood pre-golf <laughs> why – People loved the game so much. Why they were addicted to it. Right. I would watch television shows like King of Queens and uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, and they would try to have to lie to their wives about going to go play golf. I'm like, why are they going to so much trouble for this this dumb game? Like, it's just golf. I now have a healthy respect for you golfers. I understand because Thank I you. want to get out there and play. The only thing that's stopping me is my eligibility might be ruined by playing another round of golf. So I'm going to hold off until next year's April Fool's Open. I'm ready to take the trophy next year with you because uh, uh, it, now it's, it's – Well, we'll see because right now <laughs> I'm uh, evaluating you because you did have some mess-ups as my caddy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. You think – I think you uh, didn't hand me the right uh, irons. <laughs> you can't even say the word right. <laughs> no, what? No, no, no. I, I gave you the club. There was one time you didn't feel like – you were like, I'm not comfortable with this club. That one I didn't hear you on. Other than that, I gave you the clubs. Well, we were right. in a shrubby area where the it looked like a bunch of weeds, and the ball was stuck, and I couldn't. That that, that it wasn't. Well, there's no club that's gonna do that's gonna get you. Well, out I of kept that. whiffing because of that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm telling you. I didn't yeah. hear you say like well, I don't yeah, like. And this I club. wanted to strangle you. I didn't at think that's that point. what you said. I thought I did not. I was hear like, you. you're just like keep going. So that one's my bad because I didn't hear you on that. Right, Other fine. than that, we're good. All right, but like no, please. That like that was what I was worried about was the the water situation and the fact that somebody told me that you needed a. A nine, like a nine iron to go over the water. That's right. Like technically, that's right. Right. But it's your first time. Golfing. No, no, no. And not going to. Don't go worry. The next, water next year iron. I'm going to have the nine iron, uh, because I'm. Uh, your nine iron, you'd hit like. Let's 40 just say yards. this. I'm going into training right now, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in better shape next year, uh, and I'm gonna get ready. And so, uh, get ready, people. I am gonna, I am gonna take the trophy next year. We're not year. coming just for the trophy. We're coming for history. That's right. We're gonna get the lowest score in April Fool's Open history. Right. I might even get a negative five. <laughs> it's five under. Okay, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. well, same thing. All right. Um, but that was the April Fool's Open. We had a great time. Creighton, thank you so much for being my caddy. Uh, but let's talk about some basketball. It's playoff time. Uh, a lot of playoff games going on right now. Do you have this? I don't I didn't see the Mavericks the last two nights. Do you have the playoff schedule for them? Because I'm looking, I don't see them on the schedule. Are they the fifth seed, the sixth seed? I know there was some trouble. Down the stretch, but yeah, they probably the seven seed, right? They they made it, right? Great. <laughs> Wait, hold on. They're not. Did they not make the play in? Great. Did they make the play in? <sighs> I'm guessing from that. Oh, you're right. You're <laughs> right. 
The Mavericks didn't even make the plane. In fact, they kind of gave up one game before <laughs> the season ended. Through the white towel. They threw the it, which they should have, but we'll get to that in a second. But Creighton Branch, my God, my God, the Dallas Mavericks have missed the playoffs for the first time since Luka's rookie rookie year when Dirk Nowitzki was retiring. Um, how do you feel, buddy? First of all, Dominic Fike's got some new tattoos. On the, 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 Thank the, you for that. <laughs> Thank just, you for the most random I'm, thing I'm that pop the up. Coachella stream, but yeah. Um, how do you feel? The Mavericks not in the playoffs for the first time since I've never what, been. 2019. I I I've had some time to like sit on this a bit. Uh, and I, honestly, I thought that my mood would probably change a little, but I don't think it honestly has. I don't think I've ever been more like disgusted with the. With the sports team. Why are you disgusted? Than I have with these Mavericks. Are you disgusted about what? There's so many things that we that are well, branching I off. Mean, are they we, we, can, I, we can just start with one and go from there. Okay, let's start so off with the one. construction of the roster. Okay. just Overall. So, just, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. So I've been, okay. I, I've adamantly stated that I did not think that the Kyrie Irving trade was all that great for the Mavericks. And honestly, like I find it weird that like you can even like try to defend like defend that it was a good trade. Like I get it. It was like No, I could easily splashy, defend it. But like you cannot find a stat for me that backs up the fact that they're winning together whatsoever. Okay. And if you hold on and if you wanna if you wanna no continue actually you no, can no, go no. ahead and say I will say this. There uh, are I'm not saying there are no stats post trade that says yeah they're a winning combo. But I will say this, that you needed to make the trade for the long term. This was not about Kyrie Irving winning the championship for you in this season. The trade was meant for a long-term solution going forward. Um, and I'm telling you right now, you you agree, even if they did not make the trade, the Mavericks weren't better. And I guarantee you the Mavericks probably would have They probably would have made the play-in. Dude, I think they would have made it. Maybe they I made the play. I honestly believe that. But they, they would have done. They would have been knocked out just as easily. I'm sorry, but this is where people are. I'm going to argue till the day I die. This was not a good team, and it wasn't Kyrie's fault. And it wasn't Luca's fault, and to an extent, it wasn't even Jason Kidd's fault. Which, which is so like it was the front office's that problem. That is aggravating. Is that I have come up here and talked to you about it, and on Mavs beat for. When did he get traded here? February? Yeah, but right so around that, yeah, like three months. It was right at the Super Bowl right about now. how, like it's no like it's no secret that like I'm very skeptical of Kyrie, right? right. Like we're I'm not the biggest fan of him, and I've come I've come up on here and I have said so many times he's not going to play. I don't like it. Who you can't trust him? All this jazz, right? Yeah. And he's not even the one that you have to blame. Actually, he's the one that out of everybody. Did his job he like did. better than anybody he else. did. So, Kyrie like, was a there, saint, which is so annoying because I'm like the one guy that I feel like you can't count on whatsoever is actually the guy that was the only person that was reliable the entire time. How bad do you have to be for that to be the case? And again, how bad you can put your blame game, but I put my number one target again, and that's why I said roster creation because you go back to even last year. The biggest problem was this front office's inability to recognize Jalen Brunson's ascension as a good player to great player. Okay? What he's doing in New York is not because he went to New York and got better. Mm -hmm. No. We saw in front of our eyes Jalen Brunson has ascended to a great player. And the fact of the matter <laughs> is that Cuban and this front office said, nope, 
we don't care. We're just gonna uh, we're uh, we're not gonna care. We're gonna wait till January to try to extend him. By that time, of course, his his representation is gonna be like, well, let's just go to New York, knowing he's a New York boy at heart. Exactly, knowing that his father most likely was gonna go. You know, when he got offered that job, knowing that his agency, everything is all tied up to New York. You should have got this done back in what August, whenever you had a chance in the offseason. Yeah, you shouldn't even. You should probably. That's should have, my you thing. You probably should have extended him way longer. Great, and we we everybody was arguing about. Hey, let's talk about the fact that. Uh, oh, why did they do in January? And Cuban came up and goes, "I got the receipts. They lied to me." Blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cuban. I'm glad you had the receipts, but that's your fault that you didn't get this done the year prior. Or anything, and I get it. Rick Carl kind of messed it up because he never played Jalen Brunson, Rick but Carl. you knew that Jalen Brunson. Talent wise was ascending, and you should have done it a oh, little bit I earlier. I think you won better. I think it was easy to see a Villanova. I don't even think well, you had to be. Right. In the, I don't even think but, you had to be in the NBA for I think, you to see I, that. I think a lot of fans, I guarantee you a lot of fans, if they had extended Jalen Brunson before the playoff game right. against the Jazz, before that series, people were wondering why bring Jalen Brunson because of what happened the year prior right. in the playoffs. Because Carl said, "No, I'm not going to play Brunson." Yeah. And that's more Carl being a dick than anything. <laughs> yeah, Carl because he doesn't like young players. He just doesn't like. He was going to go with yeah. his veteran top players. But that being said, that's that's strike one, don't you think? Then on top of that, to okay, we lose Brunson in the offseason, but then their inability to recover and make bad deals like Jalen Javel McGee and Christian Wood for one Not year. Not even Javel McGee getting on the team, but what you gave Javel McGee three years. Like that's the issue. And Christian Wood kind of uh, like, okay, cool. You get Christian Wood, but then you don't even utilize him. You don't even tell. You have the power to tell whoever you want to to play this person to play this person to play this person if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't even like the asset that you were so gung-ho about in the offseason in Christian Wood, you kind of just let fall to the wayside. And, like, now there's a good chance, like, I'd be shocked if he comes back. Oh, he's not. He's yeah. done. He's good. That's what I'm saying. And I think the, the like the, I'd be sh- like that's that's the thing. Is like, now I've heard some stuff. I can't say on air because right, it's not whole confirmed. Whole. But I've heard some things, and you know I understand why the Mavericks are probably not happy with him, and he's probably not happy with the Mavericks. But the point oh, is, he was a you know early on we saw what he could do on the offensive end. And yet he was also a big that could rebound a little bit. That's something you sorely needed. But they decided, nah, we're going to go. And then they and Jason Kidd just messed up his playing time. And the trades they made, you know, well, again, I agree with the Dinwiddie and um, uh, Bertrand's trade to get rid of KP. Those, that was a nice trade. It's the only one. Uh, oh, I don't know. The Kyrie thing is still a big trade at the time. And it, again, if he comes and resigns here, it will work. What if they don't even offer him, man? They are going to offer him. I'm just saying, like, why you would know? Cuban? They're, they're not going to come out and say he's our top priority. <laughs> I not, know. I'm just playing devil's but, advocate. But okay, so but, we, 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 that's roster creation. No, I'm not done yet. Hold on, hold on, no, hold no, on. No, yeah. The, what I, to that point? So you give me all of that. This is the same crap that I I'm trying to tell you with the draft situ- situation. You give me all of that, and then you go, but wait. It's going to be different now. We got it now. We're going to go. We're going to build the team that's good enough. When I have years and years and years of evidence of not being able to, and you go, well, Nico's in there now. It's like, oh, great. Okay, well, if Nico's in there, sure, let's look at what he's done. He just gave up one of the biggest assets we've had in a while in terms of Jalen Brunson. I'm watching him drop 20 points in the playoffs over here, and 
What? What are you like? What, how can you sell me? How can you sell me on anything for the future? When I can't because you know why? I hate that. You that know what? Like, that, be because you know what? I was when Jason Kidd and Nico, the weird tandem combo package that they were. They randomly just got here. They, you know what? They just said, "Hey, we're here." They didn't search. They didn't do an extensive coaching search or a general manager search. They said Nico Harrison is coming here because he has relationships with players. Well, okay, is he good enough though to become a general manager? Does he know? Does he have any skins on the wall? No, we don't know. He's just a guy here, and he's his idea is like, "Hey, I'm here because I know so and so, and I can convince him to come." Okay, well. You so far haven't really done that in two off seasons. Uh, right. Two off seasons since he's been the general manager. We've we've only had one really impactful trade, and that's it. And, I and in the think, off season, he hasn't convinced any free agents exactly, to come here. I was about to say that, and I can think of a bunch of players that were like, "Oh, the Mavericks have a good chance of getting him." We're like, "Oh, he wants to come to the Mavericks, maybe." And none of it happened. No, none of it happened. Again, you know what happened again in the offseason that happened on, under Donnie Nelson almost every year. We get lumped in with every known trade rumor. They love using the Mavericks for uh, clickbait and saying, "Hey," right. and they just like to scare the other people off to the other teams. Like, okay, fine, we'll we'll put in this offer. Blah blah blah. It, it never comes into fruition that the Mavericks are the, a, a team. And so I I wonder. I want to go and like get like uh, every NBA player on record. I'm like. Do y'all like Dallas or like what's going on? Because there is a problem here where you can't attract free agents here. Now I, I'll yeah. stand by this. I think the biggest problem during the Donnie Nelson era, during the Plant Powder era, was that Dirk was an aging superstar, and one superstar wasn't going to go down there and be like, "Well, I'm still having, uh, I'm still being asked to do everything." Okay, because Dirk yeah. is aging. And I, I think for... that's the excuse. Now you have Luka Doncic, who's young, and I have a feeling that. Players do want to play with Luka. We know LeBron wants to play with Luka. We know other players okay. have come out and said they like Luka Doncic and they like to be a part of it. I'm just saying, is that enough, though? Will that happen? Yeah, we do don't players know. want to play with Luka in a Dallas jersey? Who knows? And They're I, probably like, we'll play with Luka in our home city, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but not in Dallas. But I just like, it, it bugs me so much because I'm just like, don't sell me on this, this notion that the offseason and the summer is going to be fine and we could pick up a better team. And the team that we have right now, and then I hear Jason Kidd talk about, like, there's going to be a lot of new faces. Don't sell me on any of that when I've never seen – I haven't seen it. No. I've never – I haven't seen it in years, EA. I, 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 I'm, I, I understand why you're very negative, Sunshine, and I get it. You have every right to be. You have every right to be. Can I ask you this, though? What? Yeah. Why you? Why can't you put a little bit of positivity on this? Because I do see there's a little bit of ray of sunshine there for the Mavericks that what nobody that? wants to talk about. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. What is it? Okay. It, I'm sure I can shut it down too. No, but this was the plan from the beginning. Despite this bad offseason. No, no, no. Before the Kyrie trade. Hold on. No, wait, wait, wait. Missing the playoffs. No, 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 no. That's not. No, no. Listen, listen. I'm talking about <laughs> okay. long term. Okay. The plan was. Listen, just wait. I'm I'm listening, man. Okay. I'm my the original plan was last year when 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 Nico made that trade with to get KP off the books, right? That was the big thing because he understood that while KP was here and he did first of all, he did not fit here. He and Luca did not fit. And he also never played. That's right. The blind mice could see that continue. Exactly. So 
okay, I need to get rid of this contract. So he decides, okay, I'm going to trade away him for two smaller contracts. Thing That was step one in a plan to get the cap space back to where they can be flexible. That was the whole idea, okay? Come around next year. That's why they um, uh, they made that trade and come around this year with Kyrie. They made that trade because, okay, regardless of if he tr- stays here or not, again, you're shedding more contracts and you, you're trying to get – under cap flexibility. If Kyrie doesn't sign with us, you're still going to have near cap max space. All right? That's a good thing. That's cap flexibility. All right. You're going to keep your pick this year. Okay. That's another asset you can use in trades. Let me know when you're done. I'm just saying the, no, that no, was the plan. Let me know when you're done. Okay, I'm done. That's okay. the plan. That's the plan. Oh. All right, the plan was Nico right. wants <laughs> a re- – Nico's trying to reset the roster <laughs> to get to the point where he can start right. making it. That was the got plan. Uh, let, I got it. Let's, let's play this out. Okay. Let's play it out. All right. All right. So <laughs> let's start with – I your, love your your uh, sarcastic little laugh you're putting in there. No, no. I'm just laughing. True. Uh, uh, let's, let, let's, just, let's, let's go down a little bit into the future. Let's okay. say – Let's go two ways. Let's say they don't sign Kyrie. Irving. Right. Okay. For some reason, either he doesn't want to come back, or they go, we don't want to offer him that contract. All right. Let's not sign him. So now you have the cap space to go get players, right? Like I said, <laughs> like what are you gonna do? So here's my thing. Who are you gonna go? Who? What I'm kind not of team s- are you gonna put together with just Luca at this point? Right. Hold on. Then that's the thing. Uh, and our good friend Brian Damaris even made this point way early in the season when the when the, the experiment first started. He made this point on the Mavericks post game show. You have two options: you either pair Luca with the superstar, or you go the alternative way. You surround Luca with. If you can get those players, though. Wait, wait, wait hold on. I'm saying you can bring. You don't think they can get secondary. Third uh, B and C players to surround around Luca. Do you think that the team they have right now is good? But this team was from the you know most of the roster is from the previous what? regime. And but the thing is, is the players we don't the- know what. Again, Nico hasn't had the as much as I criticize him. I will admit he's never had the op the cap space or the flexibility. Of, the fact that he had an opportunity to keep Jalen Brunson and didn't even attempt to, whether it's Mark Cuban or not, that's all a decision yeah, between those I got two. You. That's, that's but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You guys, you guys look over that s- stuff. You guys look over it and you go, well, that that's an outlier. It's not going to happen again. And it's like, if that's happening there, it's going to happen a thousand other times. But, why, but I, wait, Tom, you can't say it's going to happen a thousand other times off one in, instance. It could be an outlier, and then it could happen the other way. We don't know. That's my point. We don't know what's going to happen this summer. Nobody does. Well, of course you don't. But that's why I just don't. I don't get the fact. Now that I'm not saying. I'm not saying Creighton, don't don't uh you know you know don't be all nervous and blah 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 and be happy. Everything's gonna be fine. Hell, this could be the off season of hell again, <laughs> and it could be the t- most terrible thing for the franchise. But how you don't know that. How convinced are we you gotta wait that to this see. team can put together a bunch of? I'm fifty pretty, fifty. Pretty it's fifty fifty. That's embarrassing. That that that's the. So you're coming to me saying, "Well, let's put a team around Luca that's good enough for him to be just the star, and then they can they There's can support a, him." Well, that, and you come to me and say, "Well, I think they only have a they have a fifty fifty shot of doing that." Like that's not good the only enough. I put, not no, good but enough. I don't know the answers because the reason why I put it at fifty fifty is because I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. I don't know what's going to happen with which way they're going to go. So I just said that. So let's continue with that one. Okay. So Kyrie Irving resigns, right? We sign him to this um, this this crazy deal, which will be however much. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you, what are you going to do down the road with him? Like you, the contract is. It, 
I don't care. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a ton of money. It's 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 going to I'm I'm scared after it's gonna look real nice at the beginning. I'm scared of what it's gonna look like on the back end. That's what I'm scared about. And so I does that I don't I, there I think <laughs> I'm upset, man, and I'm trying. I'm trying to like understand where you guys are coming from. But, but wait, hold on, time out. So there are other options. Draymond Green's an option in the offseason if you if he decides to, if he doesn't want to play with the Golden State Warriors anymore, which is you know very high possibility. You know he's kind of getting sick and tired of playing there. Draymond Green would be a great addition to Luke sure. and Kyrie, and it would help not only your defensive problems but your rebounding as well. And it adds another playmaker down there, another veteran presence I that you sorely need. There are it. options out there. You got to, you got to, but there are options out there. You got to close the deal. I understand that. We that's the biggest thing, and I'm not I saying. I know that's what I'm that's, saying. Yeah, we're both saying you it. can't. They have. They just don't close the deal. They don't. They, they don't haven't. The they haven't been able to since post Dirk era. Yeah. But before the Dirk era, you know what's funny. Pre-championship era, they used to close the deal a sure, lot. Sure, so they brought all that. The, we got a new regime now. Donnie Nelson was there for all those years. He and guess what? Don't Donnie, act like Donnie Nelson was such a bad. You know, like Donnie Nelson. Post okay. twenty eleven, he was terrible. Sure, he was. Yeah, but 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 come on now. Okay, so like, at one point he had the greatness, and then he lost it. Nico, so far we don't know. It's a big question mark. Let Nico. All I'm saying is let Nico work finally for the first true offseason that he has because he has two years to get this done. I've got then a pretty good feeling I know where this is going to go. So Well, we all know it. You know what? So there, <laughs> there is a – right now, I'll put it right now, 60% chance Luca's gone in two years. And you're okay with that? Like, no, you're totally, you're totally, I'm not. I'm you're not totally okay. cool but, with saying saying that, saying no, 60%. Not, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. You're saying you're totally okay with this is where you guys – this is where I fall off the wagon. This is totally where I come off the train. I'm is that you guys – no, stop. Who's you, you guys? It's just me. Whoever is supporting this notion, you you come on here and you go, there's a 60% chance that Luca's gone. But then on the other side of your breath, you go, but Nico is – this is great. This team's going to be fine. Right. Don't worry about it. We're I'm not get, saying – We're going to get all the players I'm not we saying, want to. Time time Our time draft pick I'm is not, perfect. You're just you're, – you're mincing my words. I said there's a ray of hope. That's it. That there is a possibility that Nico can change it around, and I'm just saying, okay, let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not act like the world is ending right now till it actually starts ending. Until I see the asteroid in my stratosphere out in the sky past the moon, I am not <laughs> freaking out till then. Okay, I'm still gonna try to live the life and then to, as normal as possible until the freaking asteroid hits the water. And let's finish with the last, the last point: the draft pick. You guys got to quit with this This whole – the Mavericks are good at what they do when it comes to the draft. Like, what? that's just not the case. We're not – listen. That's not the case. That's not true. They're they, not lucky they, in they the – They got Luka. What? They got Luka. I was about to say, they're not lucky in the draft, so they still had to trade up to – they had to trade up to go get Luka. They they bear, but no, 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 no. There's a difference. There's a there's, – there's still – what I'm saying – what? What, did they not? Okay, they did, did they trade up. But they, they got lucky. They've been lucky in the draft, technically. They got two superstars back-to-back. Who? First they got D- Dirk, and then you're, after he's retiring, they got another superstar in Luca. And that's now lucky. We've missed, and we've missed that's the two. playoffs. Lucky is that's that the the Dirk one's great. The Luca one, Luca was like at, there was some points in that year where Luca was. I mean, Luca was obviously a top five pick, and there was three teams that passed on him, which was kind of sad. But there was points in the time where Luca was being talked about as the number one pick. I mean, there was right. Don't don't act like that. This was like inside DeAndre, information that that. So, 
What are you trying to the Mavericks? Well, what I'm telling you is. You're going in circles, too. No, I'm not. I'm saying that the Mavericks in the draft pick has not worked out. Fine. If you guys. Okay. You know what? If you guys think that the Mavericks draft. like, <laughs> yeah. If you guys think the Mavericks not, draft so great, then so be it. No. That's, we're not that's, saying that's that. Fine. We're not. We're that's not totally saying fine. That. Like, I don't understand. I, sure. Okay. Like, First you know, of all, I want to know. No, 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 no. No, wanna, you guys wanna, think. That's fine. I want to know who the you guys, because I'm just me. <laughs> what? It's just me. Do the Mavericks I, draft well? Overall, Do no. The Mavericks Overall, draft no. Well. Overall, no. They're one of the worst drafting franchises. Of it, so what's ever. this? So so why? So it's an asset. It's an asset, though. It's a, the great. pick is an asset. They're gonna use it, man. No, they're gonna trade it. Oh yeah, yeah. You think they'll trade it? Yeah. For what? I don't know, but I think they're gonna use it in some kind of trade. Okay. So okay, this is this is incredible. This is how uh, this team is. But I'm just saying. This team so so you you you're have so a chance negative. to make the play in tournament. So no, I'm a, I, I I'm I'm you're disgusted. Just, you disgusted. have a chance to make the play in tournament. Oh, and you so completely you're... throw that opportunity out. Actually, I'm just that. a trade up. Wait, time out, time out, time out. This is where I don't get it, and you flip flopped on this because we sat down here talking about this. No, no, no. I know no, what you're no, about no, to no, say, no, no. but I'm going to tell you. No, what you flip flopped. You flip flopped. You and the rest of all of the what? media have flip flopped. The fans have flip flopped. This idea that we're all disgusted by what Mark Cuban and the Mavericks did, technically for quote unquote tanking I in the last week. For this. Okay. So you and I sat here, we have nights where we sat there in studio and sat there and say, oh, the Mavericks suck really bad. There's no shot for them in the playoffs. Yep. Why even bother for the play-in? Because they're not going to win. There's no point. You might as well keep your pick and instead of giving it back to the Knicks, right? Because we knew, and I knew immediately after the Atlanta Hawks game, it was done. There's no point in trying to go for the play-in tournament, blah, blah, blah. So if we all knew that there was no possibility, why are we upset that they didn't try for the plan? Right. That I I, I knew that's where you're gonna go. With yeah. This. And what I'm gonna say to that is, yeah, that was that's not when you have the Chicago Bulls and the San Antonio Spurs riding your way, and you have a chance to make the play. That's but not why. Why? What? Why, why would you go for it if you know that you're not gonna? It but doesn't they matter. They did go for it, EA. No, they didn't. They. they Dude, they competed all the way up until the last two games. No, no, I get it. Then they still decided to tank. They're like, Here's okay. the thing. Yeah, because they were like, oh, my God. What are we? So what you should have done is after the Charlotte after the Charlotte debacle, that's when things – I mean, like, that. that's when you're like, okay, maybe this isn't our year. That's when you start. But you don't wait until – like, the last two games of the year when you're right on the – you're right on the brink, and that's that's when you're like, all right, let's 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 – no. Well, I will say this in defense of the Mavericks. Did you see the report by CBS today? It, they reported that the Mavericks and the players all were in discussion about tanking as early as late March. But guess who weren't? So they still try to compete? No. You know who was against it? Your top two players in Luka and Kyrie. And they weren't having it. That was the thing. That was the report that came out from Sports <laughs> Teams of Mess. Sports Illustrator Kevin O'Corn. Yeah. Kevin O'Corn, the power. Okay. Originally planned to hit the tank button at the end of March. Okay. But his source said in late March, <laughs> the coaches met, and the plan was for Markeith Morris and Javel McGee to play heavier minutes. That was when the tanking was supposed to begin. But Luca, especially Kyrie, were agitated. The team was waving the white flag and both refused to sit. That was March? Late By late March, they were trying to implement and that you plan. You were still competing after that. I don't. No, that. But it doesn't matter. Under, they, try, okay. Please try to explain that to me. They went all the way up until the last three games of the season winning. They beat Sacramento. Like they went ahead and tried to beat Sacramento. Okay, they did. They did. So and please explain that to me. And then they throw the white talent. Please. So the, the, what? The reason what why, is that? No, the reason why is because Oklahoma City won. And they know. You go for it, man, no, at that point. But listen, hold on. When Oklahoma City won that game 
Uh, it was the game before they played Memphis. And you go, so at that point you go, oh, they, you know they beat what? Chicago. If they lost to Chicago or Utah, I think it was Utah. They lost. They beat Utah. If they had a chance, if Utah won that game, I guarantee you they would have played on the against the Bulls on Sylvania night. They would have played <laughs> everybody there, and they would have kept going till San Antonio. But. What happened was they knew that Memphis was already going to set all their players. Oklahoma City was literally going to win that game. There was no point. Nah, man, you try. If no, you're that close, you no. go for it. I'm sorry. I'm not with this. Nah, if no, you no, go no. with that, you're uh-uh. close for it. Because you I know what? Get, no, the no. entire NBA tanks. The entire – everybody sits their and players. I don't agree with that either. I don't, no, I, I, why? What? But you wanted them to no, take no, earlier, hold on. There, no, 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 no. There is a difference. So you're mad? Oh, you're mad because tight. they teased you hold with tight. the play-in? Hold tight. Hold tight. You just don't like the tease. No, there is one thing from not having a shot whatsoever to begin with, and then there's a whole other thing of giving up with two games left in the season. That is but you were intended. Okay, just, I was not on the train of, hey, let's go compete for another three weeks and then give up. I was not on that train. Out, but listen, they were just playing the games like they did. They weren't technically competing. You didn't call it competing. They were losing games. <laughs> they were trying. They were, that doesn't matter if they were trying or not. Like I think that's the dumbest. That to Bro, me is dumb. They were intentionally they, this, not trying to win those last two listen, games. You cannot tell me I, they okay, weren't. That's fine. But <laughs> I don't care whether or not they did it those games or not. This was a bad team. I don't care. If this was a team that was going for and they played well and they decided to tank for some stupid reason, <laughs> that's a whole different story. But we knew this team was terrible from day one. This team was bad. There's nothing else about it. I knew they were going to get demolished in the play in the minute they got in. They weren't going to. It would have been one extra game. You were mad because of one extra game? That's bullshit. Listen, I don't know what you're – I don't get what you're so uh, upset about, whether or not if they played that last game or not or the last two games – that to me is a absolute, just a just a foul. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add anything to the season. What matters is overall, we knew that the season was already done. It was cursed. It's ended. We had to end it, and it's done. Playing your starters for a possible third game extra because oh, there's a one percent chance. It it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and you look at it. You knew Memphis was going to sit everybody against Oklahoma City in the final game of the season. You knew that. You knew Oklahoma City had a better shot at winning than anything. You play the probabilities out. The probabilities are it's better to keep your pick than give it to uh, the Knicks. You don't want the Knicks to have a top fi- uh, top fifteen pick. It's going to be real hell of funny if they don't even get the pick. If they don't, then they oh don't. My God. And yeah, but that's the risk you take. <laughs> oh my but God. that's the risk you take. That's the risk you take. Because guess what? It could have been to the war. You missed the play in and the Knicks get a, a number 12 pick or a number 11, a 13 pick, 11 pick. So regardless, yeah, but that, that's the best I'm way you saying, go about it in terms of strategy. Is yes, I get it. But the thing is, is that should have not been a thing where you competed for two weeks before that. Beat still, a team. Beat a team. So why would you go and beat Sacramento then? Because at that time, you still had an opportunity. Because guess what? If Oklahoma City loses to Utah, you're in. All you need to do is Oklahoma City loses to Utah, you make you're in. Conscious, no, you but make the you Memphis, make, you make the decision, man. Listen, like, hold on. are we is going Memphis, for it or are we not? Is Memphis not a top tier? Play, uh, they're the number two seed in the in the uh, in the playoffs at that yep. point. They're a top loaded team. You knew that they were going to rest their players. So strategy wise, you know that okay, Oklahoma City is most likely going to have a win against that. They have a high probability win in that. They don't have a high probability. It would have been a much uh, safer bet to see what they would do against Utah because Utah will still try to play their players against them in terms of, hey, well, let's just do what we got to do. 
If they lost against Utah, that means the Mavericks open up and have their best shot. Then they would have played against the Bulls and against San Antonio, but that didn't happen. Man, all I'm saying is you don't know how sports plays out. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Of course you don't. I, That's I understand what I'm saying. that. So you but you, you don't. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You know where all those things where you set uh, players out because of probabilities and injuries and blah, blah, blah? It's also a horse. Like, what? You're talking about like load management crap? Yeah. Oh, that's the biggest load of crock. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I get it. The- but my point being is sometimes you don't know either way on either side of the coin. Right. You don't know what's going to happen. You play the strategy. You play the probabilities and say, what's the better outcome for us? If oh, you know, no, that's the, the thing. Analytics. Um, no, but it's not. It, it, it's get you killed every time, man. Not really. Analytics are just. So can I ask you a question? All right, so are you still going to be bitching and moaning if they had played against Chicago and then all of a sudden Oklahoma City wins uh, wins against Memphis and that they don't get it? So then what? Are you mad that they? Uh, are you mad then? Am I mad that like if? Are you saying if like, they play? Let's say they, they let's say they Chicago play Chicago and they beat Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And then Memphis, or sorry, and then Oklahoma City beats Memphis. Are you mad? Therefore, we're out. Yeah. Are you mad? No, of course not, because we went for it. But we're still shitty. We're not in the plan. But so I we're in the same situation. But the thi- no, yeah. But there's you gave up. No, you gave you up. Gave did up, did, you did know they what? not give up? The Mavericks did they gave, not give up? The Mavericks gave up a long time ago. <laughs> did, did they really? They because they of, sure did compete for the past two weeks. Didn't seem like they're competing. Oh come on! No 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 no. Didn't seem like they then were you competing. Why did you not? Okay, so fine. If you gave up, if you gave up all those all those weeks ago, why why are you playing your starters? Why are you why are you not playing? Why are you, why are you not sending them back then? Why is Lucas still playing at that point? Why is Kyrie still playing at that point? So then let me ask you another question. Okay, well, let's let's move on from the thing because okay. I still think that it's ridiculous to get mad over them tanking. I think at the it's last ridiculous second. to. I, I think I think I just to make my point clear. I think it's ridiculous to have an opportunity literally in the last week of the season and say, you know what, we're good. Never mind. Do you agree they should have tanked though at one point? I think that there should. I think at some point you said, you know what, this might not be our season. Not intentionally tank. I don't think intentionally tank is the best way to go at all. But don't do everything in your effort Tom, to. Everybody, but here's my my question. Oh, I don't agree with everybody intentionally no, trying but to lose. If, no, but everybody had said, including in this station, here at the ticket, everybody said it all across DFW media. All Everyone said, well, at one point we start need to start thinking about sitting down Luka and uh, Kyrie. That was a big thing. A lot of people said we need to start doing that. And the Mavericks didn't do that, and they kept playing. But then you're mad because we finally did it, but it didn't come on with all's timeline. <laughs> Either way, they were still in it for the play-in regardless. They weren't because eliminated. So you're telling me it's okay two weeks out from the play-in when you're still in it? To, 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 to It's okay to sit your starters down, but but the day before it's not okay? I'm telling you. It's still the same. No, you were still eligible. No, 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 the Mavericks no. were still in contention up until that Chicago game. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm telling you, listen, what I'm telling so you. So two weeks ago it's okay, but two, one day before the, the you're eliminated it's not okay? That makes no sense to no, me. No, it makes absolute. No, this is this is the thing. This is what I'm trying to say. We, we're going to we got to get off this yeah. point. But what I'm trying to say is they literally, the last weekend of the season, right? Last weekend of the season they had an opportunity to go. At that point you should just say, you know what, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Who knows? Who knows where it goes? Stop. No, 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 no. And then three, four weeks out, you can still have the opportunity to be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't it because you're still, you still got a pretty much of a, you have, you have two to three weeks left of the schedule and 
That's that's what I'm trying to say. You're, you know, it's the same scenario. No, though. it's not. You're not eliminated either way. Both situations, you're not eliminated. By your definition, you don't want until there's a fighting chance left. That's your definition. I think that my thing is, yeah, I think if there's... So, you weren't mad, though, when it was discussed that Luke and Kyrie should be uh, sat by the end of March. Well, sure, now, if you want to if you want to sit them in February, then sit them in February, and then we'll just but give you're up still, there. But, okay, but you're and giving up either then, way. At least, at least then I can be like, you know what? We you're gave mad? Up a no, no, that's no, the nah, thing. I can say, oh, we gave up a long time ago. Who? Whatever. No, we, we you're suck. mad because it was a tease. But don't. That's why people are mad. <laughs> Fine. Sure. It's a tease. And I'm cool with you saying and that, I'm, too. You know what? That's probably why I'm upset. Yeah. And that's my... It's will, an emotional the, thing. No, no, hold on. I'll emotional. be the first to admit that that might be a big issue on why I'm upset. To my point, do not sell paying customers on that fact and then make them come to games during... I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to say this might offend some fans right here. <laughs> don't say it. Listen. <laughs> if you're a you're fan, if you're a fan, and you don't know what's going on with your team... No. And you don't feel it, then I'm sorry. Now, if you bought season tickets, that's a whole different prerogative. Okay, season ticket holders, I, I get it. But if you're a fan going to the game, you should pay attention to what's going on. If your shirt doesn't fit, are you going to return it? That shirt doesn't fit, yeah. Or so what's the difference? If it was on, if it was on sale, I can't. What? So 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 like so like if your shirt if your shirt doesn't fit or if it's torn or if your shirt's torn and you buy and you go you go oh well, you know what so eh, okay hold on, time on. Like that. no because I could go to a random game. Uh, at, at any kind of basketball game, any kind of sporting event, if my team gets their butts blown out by 30, 40 points, am I going to be able to go to Mark Cuban and say, can I get my money back because you guys played a terrible <laughs> game? Am I going to be able to do that? No. I, no, you, they're selling, but the product is they're selling no, on you no, in an no, attempt it's to an be inter- competitive. No, no, no. This is, people forget this about sports. It's an entertainment business. Thank you. In the end. They're it, selling you on the attempt no, to be competitive. No, 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 no. they're selling you what on entertainment. No, what point no. of those last they're two not, games are they competitive? No, no. They're not. Their their prerogative is not to have a competitive thing or not. They're so it's to entertain you in some kind of way, whether or not you're there. Because people come in there. There are people who are not fans of the Mavericks who go to basketball games. There are people who are just fans of basketball. It's like going to a concert. If you go to a concert uh, and you see Ice Spice and she's you know how trashy she is anyway. She's a <laughs> shitty. She's a shitty uh, a rapper or whatever. But you. you you think you're smart enough? Oh, maybe she's good because Creighton sold you on it. And you go to her concert and she's trash. Do you go to the concert developers like, can I get my money back? No, you don't. No, 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 no. Because there's a difference in and that. And she puts a bad show on and she puts a bad show where the mics fall off and she's just like, uh, I don't like doing this. Or she's not giving her full effort. Are you going to get your money back? If no. she's not giving her full effort, 100% I'm be upset. No, but 100% you'd be upset. be upset. But would you go get your money back? Well, I'm not saying literally go to Mark Cuban and ask for a refund. Well, I'm just I was saying. making a reference to you. I was like, would you like to return your T-shirt? Well, yeah. I didn't mean actually go to Mark Cuban. I'm just saying. That's the thing. <laughs> What I'm it's an entertaining yeah, product. Telling- Listen, the fans have every right to be mad. So guess what? They learned their lesson. They won't. Now Mark Cuban will pay. What do you the- have to say to the fan that spent? Let's say. What do you say to the fan that worked two weeks, two weeks of hard labor, mm-hmm. and blew a lot of money on a seventy dollars ticket? Now just to he- watch the Mavericks sit everybody. When did lose? he buy the ticket? Oh come on! When don't did he buy- do no. that. Don't he- do no, that. No, no. Listen. If no, you bought- shut. Don't do that. Because if you bought the tickets in advance, you could have sold them. Oh come on! Second of all, if he knew, if he oh, bought it like close okay. to it, he he would have known. Like, okay, well, the, maybe I'll save my money and not buy the tickets because they're not doing so well, or blah blah blah. And there's not a chance. I'm just saying. Or I just go to the game and have a good time. And who cares who won? How can on earth can you have a good time 
with watching I that can. product. I can't. I, can. I find a good was time. Was that enjoyable? Anyway. The it Chicago Bulls and the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't even watch it because I was driving. That was the worst set of basketball I've seen in a while. It was. And I, that's the point, though. My All I'm saying is I'm not going to be mad of them tanking two days or if they did it two weeks before. It was the same thing. It's the same ideology. Um, and Y'all's that's notion not, is that y'all, y'all? Um, whoever's on this whole like tank whenever you want, your, your thing is you have com- fully convinced yourself that – these guys are going to draft perfectly. I didn't say that. That is exactly not saying, what listen, you're banking listen, on. Listen, that- no, I'm not. I know that. I'm saying you get as many assets as possible for the offseason. That's it. Be in the best opportunity to have as many assets as you can. So I'll be willing to admit that in August, if this goes the opposite way of what I'm thinking, I will be on the first one year to say, you know what? Good job, Nico. I'm happy that I'm wrong. I was like, I, over- I undersold you. But – if this goes the other way with my what I'm thinking, are you going to come up here and try? Are you going? Are you going to be the same way? What do you mean? Like, am I going to come out and admit that it's wrong? Let's like like right. The draft was, the draft doesn't work. Right. If the draft they don't does, get any assets listen, we, that we that don't get any viable we, assets. Right. If we go through the off season and it's not it doesn't work out, then like yeah, Nico tried it failed miserably, and we're we're screwed now, and most likely Luca will leave. Like if you roll out if you roll out four of those five starters next year. That in my eyes, that's a waste of time. No, I understand that. I'm saying I that's will. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, but I, I but fully I believe that there's a chance that oh, like hey, there is a chance on that the either side. Happen. We'll see. And that's my only thing. My final thing is this: on the Mavericks, we uh, all of it is just wait and see what's going to happen about the future. We don't know for sure. Let's see how this plays out. Because I'm telling you right now, the Kyrie re-signing thing is going to be a huge deal because it does kind of hamper your plans a little bit, right? Because one way your cap flexibility changes dramatically one way or another. Am I right? Oh, yeah. My only thing is this. That's what I'm nervous about. My only, my only contention is this. Make sure make sure that Dwight Powell is not on this team next year. <laughs> I just want him gone. <laughs> Which I also want Max I'm not, I, I think he's going to he, – I think there's a chance he's on the team. Well, I did hear a rumor that they would bring him back for a veteran's minimum, which would really piss me off. See what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying it, it, right there? You know, but, like, that's the only thing. Here's my thing with this so Mavericks you, team. So it's right in front of your face. No, but here's my thing. I, uh, my main problem with this Mavericks team is it's like they see things, like, that other people don't. You know, like, they look – I don't know why Dwight Powell's brought here in the first place. You know what I mean? Oh. He's a hard worker. Great. They must have saw something really nice in or, Jamel McGee. Or Mark Cuban is being blackmailed and has and he has photos of Mark doing some oh weird God. stuff. Okay. All right, well, you and I probably won't agree on the Mavericks anytime soon. But I will come on here and say I was wrong if this offseason works And out. I will do the same but as I'm well. But I am telling you right now, I do not believe that it will. Right. And I don't think that one little move, I'm gonna t- I, I'm, I want this because I don't want them to make one move and everybody come at me. I don't no. think one little nice, like no, one no. little we'll wait till crappy move no, no. We'll is, wait. is count. I don't. We'll think it wait counts. till August when things start to settle down and see where the 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 thing is after free agency has gone through and everything. I don't. Yeah. Then then we'll figure. That's when we can evaluate. Okay? I don't count. I don't. I don't count signing Kyrie to your deal and then trading, or not even trading, picking picking up one B minus player. Right. Is is no, no, the off season you. that you should have? So you and I will okay. talk in August. Cool. But can I ask you one question before we move on? Let's Just see. one thing: If the Mavericks did not make the Kyrie trade, if they did it, and we kept the same roster, wouldn't we be in the same boat? No, I think you make the play in. No, no, no. We're, might make the play. Okay, you might. No, you're not. <laughs> there, you saw that team beforehand, right? They're not going to make. They they might make the play in, but they were going to make the playoffs. I mean, hmm. 
Well, and also we don't know, by the way, because Luca and Kyrie both decided to get injured at the same time, which was really bad. That was just bad luck, and that has to be counted for. But no, I'm saying I'm talking okay. about. Let's say they make the play and they didn't make it, right? Right. If they had the same team just without Kyrie, you know, they didn't make that trade. Dorian Finney-Smith is still here. Dinwiddie's still here. Are you still in a positive attitude about the future of the franchise going forward? No, because I've always been like I've always said like that they've got to find a way to get a better overall team. Because you do realize if that trade does not go down, the flexibility of moving out of the bad players becomes much. Uh, it's much more difficult that's in that scenario than it is when what we are now. I feel like because you moved in, Dorian Finney-Smith and you moved Dinwiddie, you have now better flexibility than you did. If you didn't make that, and trade. I agree with that, but my point is, my point to that is, I'll believe it when I see it. You got to show it to me before I, and that's, that's why I go with these okay. Mavericks, and that's what we're gonna agree on. We have to see when we see it. My thing is, the reason why the Kyrie trade is good is because of the flexibility it gives the Mavericks going right. forward. So make it count, right? And that's why I'm, a, I'm saying again, I'm not saying the Mavericks are out of the woods. They're still deep in the woods. The Blair Witch is behind them, trying to chop their nuts off. <laughs> And and there's they should be scared, but right now I see yeah. there's an opening. There's their okay. car, they can see Your their eyes car. Got so wide right there. They're, they're, they can see their yeah. car right yeah. there. Listen, man. Okay, that's all no, I'm saying. I, I like I'm not trying to like uh, the Mavericks are my favorite team out of any sports franchise. Like that is not like, I'm not trying to just bash well, them to bash them. Frank Ocean's number one. Well, Frank Ocean's not streaming tonight, so he's he's on yeah, my bad you were, list. You, he's on my absolute bad <laughs> list right now. Like the Mavericks are my number one team in terms of like who I support the hardest. And I want I I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong every year. I want them to get like all these great players. I want them to be the Nuggets. I want them to win the the West by twenty games. You know, I want that to happen. Of course. Like yeah. I'm not trying to like say, oh, I'm ready for them to suck. Like that's no. not fun. None of this is fun for no, me. No, it's not. We I understand, yeah. Creighton. Don't don't worry. I'm with you on the same boat. You're just more of a negative netty. And I have, you got to show it to me. That that's my main point. You and I am show too. It to that's and I'm glad we both agree on that. That we both agree that they're not out of the woods yet. That we both need to see it happen this summer, and we both agreed that this summer can go really well or really bad. Right. All right. Well, one summer, one off season that didn't work out really well, and surprisingly, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Somehow, Stephen Jones was not an idiot. Am I right? <laughs> no, I. The, I've never. I haven't seen the Cowboys. I'm sure there was a time, but in my, like, my recent memory kind of like as far as I can go back to remembering supporting the Cowboys I mean it's hard for me to remember a season where they're like this proactive like they were so active to get and I'm it, a lot younger than in almost any of y'all yeah. so like like tell me if I don't no, like, I'm just saying we're like, what 10 years difference well, I'm 34 you're what I'm 25 25 so about yeah. 11 year nine year difference yeah. no you, there's no, nothing changed Trust me, and I became a football fan yeah. like starting like majorly two thousand six, yeah. and I have never seen their off season as like a home run because right. they literally hit on everything they have done so far, and they did it. They per- perfectly positioned themselves for the NFL draft, um, and it's funny because last season they had one of the worst off seasons I think a lot of people thought, especially with the trading of Mari Cooper and uh, Leary going away, and they just just had a bad time of trying to make a roster and then at the last second they make some last second additions and it worked out well from the long run because the season went pretty well 
but that was mainly because they got lucky on some of their last second additions. We all see these moves with the addition of Stephon Gilmore and re-signing some of their defensive stalwarts that were coming up for new contracts. They salvaged themselves. And now, Creighton, they're in position to do whatever they want in the draft, meaning they can sit there and take who they want, maybe just take the best player available, which is always the best strategy to go for. So how excited are you now, two weeks away, for the Dallas Cowboys at number 26? Do you feel good about how they can go about this draft? I feel I feel really good because, like, you got. I think I think you have to admit that it almost feels like the Cowboys are like, yo, like, like we can like maybe it's because of what they saw last year. Yeah. Um, with how good like their how good their peak was, like yo, like if if we like just hit our cards right, like we can win this like now. And that's what's exciting to me is like it feels like the Cowboys kind of realized that, and so like we're going for it. It seems like there was a dramatic paradigm shift inside the front office. I think that. Steven has always been this ideology that he wants to constantly have the cap open. He wants to make sure that you're not spending too much money. And if we're far away from it or close to it, doesn't matter. He just wants to always have that financial flexibility for some reason. I think he acts like the trust fund's going to run out or something. I think he's scared of that. Jerry, on the other hand, has always been different. He wants to go win now. But how close they got last year? I think for the first time, Jerry and Steven both saw the defense. And yeah. especially led by Micah Parsons, who Micah Parsons is not like when DeMarcus Ware. Look, I love DeMarcus Ware, Hall of Famer for sure, dominant defensive player, but he did not change the defense. There. And if you go look at the early uh, years, there was very rarely times where that defense made impact plays. I think I can only think of two years where when DeMarcus Ware was here, it was 07 and 2009, where the, the defense was, oh my God, you know, where he was leading them, they're being impactful. Uh, a lot of people are like, yeah, what about 2008 when DeMarcus Ware almost broke the single-season sack record? No, because guess what? The defense was getting killed and <laughs> ran on almost on every play. It just means that DeMarcus Ware was the only one playing well. Yeah. It didn't go to the other players. Right now, they have a defense that Micah Parsons is creating uh, opportunities for the everybody else on this defense. They're all feeding off Micah Parsons, who is that talented. Again, he is like a Lawrence Taylor that makes you uh, that he is such an impactful player that it will make the other players just as good just being around him. And I think that got Jerry excited. I think it got Steven excited, right. and that's why they had that let's go for it mentality that has been lacking in such in the last few years. And to their credit, like you said, like I think they've always wanted to win, but they've never like. At least in like uh, the past like ten or so years, they've never like made the moves that showed you like that they could like that they want to actually go do it. Like it's one thing to say it, and then it's another to do it. Like that's the thing. It's like, well, yeah, that we want to win the Super Bowl. Like, oh yeah, like we're win now mentality. But they never like once actually like it very rarely made the move to actually do that. Now it feels like I mean like they, they they've made some pretty key moves where like. You're like, oh, that's like, that's good. Like, that's a great plug. Like, oh, he's going to help out a lot. This, that, you know. And, and so they solidified it too. Like, it's not like they looked at this defense like it was good last year. Let's bring it back. Right. Let's bring back this defense, including, of course, starting with uh, Dan Quinn. And then they brought back the key Huge, players. by the way. Right. I mean, he's. Like, that was like that, that, that in itself is like, okay, like, we're not messing around here. Two years in a row, too. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that they got him back the second year. Then they go out and they said, okay, let's get, you know, Donovan Wilson. Badass safety for us. Who he's, most people thought would be gone. Right. And everyone's like, no, he's gone. He's too good. 
Everyone's gonna, and then guess what? Steven's like, nope, we're gonna go, we're gonna pay him, and they brought him back for a brief, actually, pretty good team friendly deal as well. <laughs> he bought, they got him to buy into the team concept. Yeah. Uh, then of course they got uh, the trade. I think that I didn't think was gonna happen. This trade itself probably saved the offseason for them, and that was trading for Stephon Gilmore because after Anthony Brown went down, this defense went to shit. <laughs> yeah, like no, it, it seemed like everybody else in that secondary was destroyed. Yeah. Now Trayvon Diggs has a badass veteran across. Which I'm excited to see what he can do with not having to carry as much of the workload. Like I'm excited to see like now that he has somebody like that he can like definitely trust. That's also a veteran on the other on the other side of him. Like I would like to know like or I'd like to see when we get to that point. Like how good can this year be for Javon Diggs with that in mind? And then now we're at the draft, and now with a lot of holes that are already placed, you already fixed the holes in your defense and even in your offense. Okay, well, it's time to have some fun now. You go draft at number 26. So, Creighton, I have a fun little game for you. Okay. I have powers that you didn't know about. Oh, and I can make you the Cowboys general manager for a day. Now, you're two weeks away. You got to start planning your game plan now. How are you going about it? You have the 26 pick. What are you doing if you're running the Cowboys draft, draft room? I think as intriguing as it is and like as juicy as it is to go and pick a running back, and by running back, I just mean one running back, B. John Robinson. Yeah, because you're a Longhorn oh, fanatic. True. Well, I mean, yeah, no, like. And I wouldn't, you know what? Like, I, I'm scared because now that I gave you this power, you're just going to pick Longhorn no, no, players. No, I, won't, I won't. I won't. But like, to, like, on that note, like, let's, let's not kid around. Like, I would love to see that just as a. Longhorn fan, that'd yeah, be really Longhorn cool. fan. But by the way, no. if you don't know this, Longhorn fans want a pipeline from Austin to Dallas. Right, that's all they well, want. Yeah, also because like, yeah, it would be, and and Texas works a lot like the Cowboys <laughs> and vice versa. But um, no, it, as much as I'd like to see that, like, it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do. I'm the way the running back situation has like changed over the course of like the past few years and so on is like. It's just it's so hard to like convince me or anybody it seems like to like the right move is to pick a first round yeah. running back. And like I'm not like it's it's also hard at the same time because you watch B. John Robinson, you go, God, that's a really, really good player. And he well, I think we could both agree he would change your offense like right. no other. And so it's like it's so hard because on that aspect you see that and you're like, Well, why would you not? But you just gotta look. I think I think you have to look at the shelf life. And honestly, like it's one of those things, EA, where you you might not pick him, and he might go somewhere else, and it might work out really well for those guys. And you just have to either you got to make that decision in your mind. Like, okay, if it works out for somebody else really, really well, like you just gotta live with it. Like, like this com- is what we're doing. Watch the Commanders go get him, and like Washington's, they already got a new owner the now. Eagles. The, the Eagles oh get him really high, and it works out, and like. That would feel a lot better though, because like it's not like the Cowboys are going to have a pick that high and mm-hmm. can get up that high. So yeah. you're like, at that point, you're like, oh well, he wasn't even in our sights, then, right? You know. But yeah, like if some if somebody behind you got him, oh, like the not... like let's say like if Cincinnati grabbed him right, but after you, and, and I, they, I I can see you know what there yeah. are a lot of mock drafts pointing out that situation because Cincinnati looks they're trying to get rid of 
uh, getting away from Mixon because he makes a lot of money. Right. He got a lot of controversy with him. So yeah. they're like, okay, well, why don't we just go get a really badass running back in the draft? The Bijan is there, or we can trade up to go get him. Uh, Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and <laughs> Bijan Robinson. No, no, and so like, and let's say like Bijan like ends up being like that guy, like uh, that last like ten plus, you know, twelve years runs great. Then you just gotta like when you're going in the draft, and if you decide not to go with them, you gotta like make that mental note, like okay, like we're living with it. If it happens, it happens. So be it. So I don't think that <laughs> I would love to see it. I don't think it's like if they pick him, I don't think it's the worst move in the world to take a risk on him, knowing how good he is. Uh, but I I don't know if I just I just don't think it's I just don't I don't think it's the right go for the Cowboys at this time. So I would say. So what are you doing? Are you staying put at twenty six? Yeah, I'm staying. I, I think I think I like that. I like that position, that twenty six pick. I you think don't. I, I'm with you on not going up because I think trading up is really. There's nobody in this draft that excites me to be like. I need to go get him. I need to like. There's no guy there, especially for the Cowboys and yeah. what they need and how far they could probably get exactly to go up. I don't think there's anybody to be like. Okay, yeah, you have to go and get him. Uh, do you trade down? Do you think there's any opportunity to trade down? You could, oh, I definitely would be open to trading down if the like if the deal was like lucrative enough. Lucrative enough. It's got to be like it, it would have to be pretty nice. Um, I think. Well, and again with the draft charts, from what I can understand, I think you can probably get the, if you were to trade down for twenty six into the second round and say, okay, we'll trade down into that, then maybe you'll get an extra. See, I don't think they're going to trade down because I don't think anyone wants to trade down up. That's the thing. Right. I don't think anyone's going to want to trade up into the second because. As, as we can note it, and a lot of the draft experts already come out and said this, this is a very weak class in comparison to the others. There, You don't have a lot of good blue-chip first-round players, but there are a lot of players that are technically second-rounders and third-rounders, but you know because of the way it is, they're going to be drafted early. So I think a lot of teams aren't going to be willing to trade up. So I think you're kind of right in that mindset of staying put at 26. Like, And so I think there's two ways I would like to either go with this. I honestly would not mind them going for a tight end. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I think there's some value there. That kid from Northern Dame looks good. He is good, and I, I don't think that that's a bad go. I, I still think that there is like I don't think at all it would hurt them to still grab a wide receiver. Uh, of course not, because like, you know what I'm hearing, and I, you know, Brandon Cooks is is a great player, yeah. but you know he hasn't really done much lately, and you know you're kind of looking at Brandon Cooks like. Getting older now, is he really going to be your reliable number two receiver to CD Lamb? Because you know a lot of people think that Brandon Cooks is really a two B or two A. He's not really a true number two receiver for you. Right. And so, well, yeah, then maybe you do need to get you know. There's a guy like Zay Flowers who could drop down at twenty six. Who I like a lot, man. He's good. He, he's good. He's just really good all around. He's not great in any at one spa, specific no, area. But you don't need a player. You don't like you know, if Ceedee Lamb is like what we expect him to be. Then he he's what, not what CD. Zay is yeah, what Zay is capable of doing. I think should be enough. Right? Time out. I'm sorry. I just saw a McDonald's commercial, and they have a new sandwich called the McCrispy. <laughs> what on earth? What the hell is that? Is that chicken? Yeah, it looked like a chicken. Okay. So what the? Hey McDonald's, stop well, confusing us. <laughs> what happened to the McChicken? By the way, why are McChickens two dollars now? I, because. Because inflation, like that's stupid it. Stupid McDonald's. Sorry, I had to get enough. Stupid McDonald's. Uh, stupid McDonald's and their stupid takes. Um, what I I think Zay Flowers would be an awesome opportunity. I, I agree with you. Receiver would be nice. But here's where I'm going. Guard. 
Yeah, no, that was my next one. I was about to tell you. I was like, I'm cool with them getting somebody on the line. Because like, totally I am worried about this line right now because we're in flux. Yeah. All right, so you got Tyler Smith. We all hated it, but it looked like Tyler Smith's a badass. Well, let's not go that far. He's well, very good. He's very good. I don't know if that word is. Yeah, you're is, right. Okay. Well, I'm not Maybe ready not, to say that he's word not, yet. He's not an all pro. Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah, we're not there yet. But I will say he has, oh, he has, um, he has impressed me way beyond my belief. Right. Now, Tyler Tyron Smith is coming back. And so Jerry confused us because we don't know what the specific ideology, what they want to do with this thing. Are they going to move, um, uh, what's his name on the, Terrence Steele. There's an idea that, that they're going to have Smith and Smith as your two tackles, and they're going to move, uh, you know, Steele to be their swing tackle back again. And then your guard play is back to what? Uh, who's your other guard? I'm blanking her. A her. What? Oh, they said I'm blanking her. No, but blanking on who it was. Um, Zach Martin. There you go. Who's the other? No, who's the no, other? No, no, I'm saying you're working through it. This is nice. I can't think of it. <laughs> who was that person? Anyway, at one point, it was supposed to be Tyler Smith, but they, they took him out and they put him at tackle. <laughs> I'm kind of just like, no, I'm just going to let you like. Jason least, Peters. There you go. God. <laughs> And by the way, is Jason Peters back? Like I don't re- oh, see dude, his I don't contract. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where his situation see, lies. And then I don't want to go get the, any of our backup guards. They're not good enough. You know. You know. Connor McGovern is gone. I, oh I, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So my my thing is this: like they really do need to go get a guard and specifically try to restack this offensive line. That's what worries me. And so that needs to be, a, I think, a top priority for this team. As much as you want the weapons, like a tight end right. or all that, what generated the best outcome for this team when you had a dominant offensive line? Oh, you yeah, have 100%. To get, you That's have why I'm to get, not upset about it if they do. Exactly. You need to get back to that. Uh, I always said, and I think the, the Cowboys and the, the coaches have already kind of given you the idea of what they want to do for this team. They want to get back to 2014. They want to get back to running the football dominating on the ground, and guess what? Letting your quarterback cook when he doesn't have enough pressure, i.e. Tony Romo, who was number two and second-team All-Pro that year because of how good the, the running game, the protection was for him. And I think they want to do something similar for Dak Prescott. How do you feel about defensive line? I think our defensive line is is pretty solid for now. Okay. Um, I mean, also, we, that's also the other one that I've seen. I don't know if you would want to take. Uh, I don't think I'd do it. Yeah, I think you're pretty set there. Now, if they could go get another later in the draft, they can get another big boy. I think they need to go get some nose tackles. I think they need to get a big, huge defensive tackle there, and somebody can uh, eat up the holes so that you can allow Micah Parsons to roam freely and start blitzing the uh, blitzing the quarterback easier. Because one thing that's kind of hampered our linebackers, especially in the run game, is that the fact is we don't have anybody up on the front to stop the running backs Here's, or to, to uh, maul those guards away uh, so they can go after the running backs. So I think if we're going to go offensive tackle, if we're going if we're, if we're gonna if we're gonna pick a guy, I'd probably go with like the uh, what's the, the guy from TCU, Steve Avila. Avila, yes, I'd probably, and, that's who I'd probably roll with. Now. Can he play guard too? Oh, I don't know. Uh, so I think here's the thing. I th- for, first of all, I thought he was a guard. He's well. He. Because he, I think yeah. he can play both. He can play both. And I think that's perfect. I'm looking at it now. He can play both. Yeah, 
I think that's perfect because he and he's also he can play center as well. So I would go with him if we we're taking tackle. If we're going with, if we're going with tight end, I'm picking Mr. Kincaid. I like him a lot. Okay. And then honestly, so I don't think that I don't I I. I'm assuming that Bijan Robinson is going to be gone a lot earlier. He will be. And with the second round pick, I would. I've been saying. I've been saying this for a while. I doubt. I don't know if it really happened. I would love to see the Cowboys take Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. That kid, man, I love that kid. And I'm I think going. He's good and he's fast. And I, I'd love every time I watched him. I just was like, man, this dude. I don't know, but I would like. I don't know specifically about which specific player because I don't know what's going to be there. Yeah. But. My dream draft would be if in the with the first three picks at least, guard, yeah, receiver, and a corner. Okay. And you do need another corner. I know you got Stephon Gilmore there, right. but you do need to start replenishing that corner uh, depth there because that seems to be an issue. Calvin Joseph needs to be off this roster. I have a big <laughs> feeling that he might not make the he may, he won't make the uh, final roster right. in training camp. He's terrible. I don't know how he managed to survive in Kentucky, put up some kind of good highlight film for them, but he is terrible, and he needs to go. So those are my top three ideas. My pet player I want is Avilia from TCU. Well, I think I, that's a reality. But that's the guy I think is the most talented in the first round that I think that can excite us and that he's going to be really good for a very long time. I, I just love watching him play, especially the run TCU went on. They did incredible things on the offensive line. He's one of the big reasons for it. Yeah, why the, do you think? Yeah, why do you think uh, Max was able to do what he did? Exactly, because like, yeah. he had amazing protection up front. And again, that would fit for what the Cowboys want to do offensively this year. Again, they want to run the football. There's a reason why Brian Schottenheimer is your offense coordinator. Why do you think Mike McCarthy brought him here? Okay, just because they used to be buddies, <laughs> that might be it. Because <laughs> that might have helped. <laughs> that might have helped. But also, but Mike McCarthy kind of wants to go back there. That's what he's bringing this offense to. That yeah, he was gonna add his own twist with the West Coast offense feel. He's gonna have Dak Prescott do those kind of short intermediate passes, but in the end, it's gonna be a predominantly running game. That's yeah. what they want to do. Why do you think they got Tony Pollard off that franchise tag? Well, and the they funny, want to run the football. I think a lot of and also what it comes down to, and I don't know how many people have talked about this, but like, I mean, how how confident are we that Mr. Pollard's gonna like bounce back from his issues what what issues he got hurt remember oh but yeah but he's gonna be back in time for training camp i'm not saying that i'm just saying like what's an injury an injury is an injury man like okay but you're acting like that injury was like no 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 like it zapped it would zap him from his his life force or something what i know okay maybe it sounded a little dramatic what i I did what i'm saying is like what is the probability of him being like, I think that's a high probability. I think he's going to be fine. It's not like he got really hurt that bad. It was like just enough to end his season, but he's going to be back next year. You no, got- I got – okay, okay. I think I think I sounded – And he's just, young. I think I sounded a pretty dramatic, I guess, you did. when I said that. You, you made it sound oh, like he I'll had say. a life-threatening injury. In no, 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 no. Not this is okay. not Jalen Smith no, you know, I, when he had dropped foot? Not. Absolutely not. No, I don't. I think I just sounded a little dramatic. Yeah. All I was saying was, <laughs> like, as long as we're like confident, like, the, like it's not going to be re-injured and we're good to go, then we don't have to worry. Like, that that's dude all from Doctor Strange didn't okay. come in and took his powers okay. after basketball. That's all I was trying to say. Was like, as long as remember I, that I, scene? Yeah, I don't like Doc. Yeah, no. Anyways, I that's all I was trying to say. Was like, as long as we're good with that, we're good. If we if we think if we if we think he's going to have no, then we're fine. Then the second player yeah. that I want, Zay Flowers though. Yeah, it'd be cool. And I hope he falls in the second round. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. I think there's a chance for that. If he does, Zay Flowers would work well in this offense. He, Brandon Cooks, uh, Michael Gallup, and then, of course, C.D. Lamb. Woo-wee. Yeah, no, I think I think my first choice, like my dream would be Bijan. I would. I just don't think that'll happen. But my, like my realistic like first choice, I'd probably pick Kincaid. I'm pretty high right on on like a tight end right now. But yeah. totally fine with an offensive. If guy. they don't go offensive tight end, guard. I think I'm fine with it because the reason why is I'm confident with the tight ends we have. No, it's they're fine. not. They're not bad. I'm not saying they're great. Right. But I also don't think that you know right now you're not going to find any really good blocking tight ends anyway. And I think that's the one thing that they're lacking. But they're pretty good receivers. What is nice about the conversation we're having right now is like, if you just listen to what we're saying, like it's like it shows like how good one the Cowboys positioned themselves, like you said earlier, and how fortunate they are at the same time that we can say like, well, you know, get this guy. We can maybe get this guy. Like we're good with this dude. We're good with this dude. We're good with this dude. That's a really nice place to be. Your your set your depth. Everywhere you're exactly. good at everywhere at pretty much the only I think the only problem position right now I can see is offensive line and that is because you have a weird thing with Tyron Smith coming back because they're adamant about his return I thought he should have retired but you know we'll see what happens in his injury status but that's to me the only position group that in linebacker they do okay here's the thing I will say this yeah you know, the linebacker situation to me it needs to be a little bit fixed because you know Demonte Clark. And Jabril Cox, they came in here, and both of them, you know, Jabril Cox, while he was healthy for the first half of the season, he didn't play well then. I mean, he was he, he looked inexperienced, and when he did, uh, they didn't play him much. But when he did play, uh, it wasn't like he looked like he was lost half the time. And then you got Demonte Clark, who, again, he's coming off major surgery, the fi- that spinal fusion thing, and now he's playing. And he played. Look, it was a miracle that he played. He shouldn't have played in 2022. Right. Uh, so those are just concerns I have, thinking that your linebacker position has to be uh, uh, that should be a focus going into the draft. I think try to get one, maybe one more linebacker. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. That I, like I said, like I think what is so exciting more than anything is that the Cowboys have a lot of different ways they can go, and a lot of different ways they can go and be happy with their pick. Because I think you could like. You could sit up there and get a Kincaid as a tight end, and I think most people are like, okay, that's fine. Like that's that's like we'll be okay with that. Or you can get you know Avila at offensive guard, and uh, you'd be like, okay, like not bad. Like that's cool with us. Like that that that's a great pick. Anything they do will be yeah. most likely. Or you can get a wide receiver, well. and you could be like, hey, that's a good pick too. Like I don't think there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to look at any of the picks the Dallas Cowboys should should make well you never know again they could do this draft where they just pick random people that we don't even know about i'm like are you kidding me and uh, a lot of people again i'm going to be surprised to see if anybody's except now we'll say this the last two three picks in the first round everybody has bitched and moaned about including myself i bitched and moaned when they got micah parsons because i didn't understand the move that was the only one i didn't actually you you like the micah parsons Uh, but then again honestly but in in a weird way uh the thing was was okay so so uh you remember when he had that he had that breakout that really good game in the Cotton Bowl mm-hmm. against okay I, I I worked on the the Cotton Bowl media team that entire week plus that game so cool? like so like I was 
like up close with him. Like were you just trying to brag that you were part of the media team? No, I was trying not to sound like a you know what when <laughs> you're like. Hey, by the way, you know I worked at the combo <laughs> I and try- I got seen. I, I was just I, like I, I didn't I hate saying that, but I was just trying to explain why I don't want to sound like the guy like oh I saw you know like right. I saw this before anybody. I was just saying like I think what made it easier for me to understand was that like I saw him up close for five or six practices in an entire week plus yeah. the game up close. I was like okay, like. I could see this guy being really, really good. So you're just trying to say you should be, like, you're better than Will McClay. I definitely don't think that. Yeah, all right. So Because Cra- I whipped on other Graham Branch, uh, he's going to be leaving the show next uh, because he'll be joining the Cowboys <laughs> as executive vice president of player personnel. Uh, well, we'll see what the Cowboys do. It's going to be interesting to see if they can uh, uh, continue their off-season of dreams or will it turn into a nightmare reality. All right. Usually at this time when we wrap up the show, we usually do what we call – I've changed the name multiple times, but uh, sometimes uh, we call it rapid fire. Sometimes we call it quick fire or whatever. Uh, I feel like I was told that I'm stealing from our good friend Jonathan Dodd oh, and uh, Just Killing Time. I think they do a similar segment. So sorry, Jonathan, but we have come up with a new name, and when we, uh, I think it's uh, pretty awesome. It's called Flashpoint. It fits in because we both like superhero films and comic book movies, and and Flashpoint just works perfectly. So from now on, that segment will be called Flashpoint. Do, do we th- change the name if the Flash movie absolutely tanks? Well, according <laughs> to James Gunn, it's going to be amazing. So, know, right so now, what do we do if it's just awful? Do we change the name? Do we need to? No, be we'll fil- keep it. Should we be affiliated with an absolute atrocity if that's the case? I think so. I okay. think it's okay because okay. it'll make it even funnier. So Fair. either way, we'll keep the name. But we're not doing Flashpoint today because I have a whole different idea. Uh, we're going to focus on. You just did a Mavericks, by the way. What did I do? You just literally teased up to the very end. You're like, ah, nah, you were good. I know. Actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did it piss you off? Yeah. You're going to go on another 10 hour rant. <laughs> and, now, and then at the end, we were like, oh, whatever. You can calm down because you all realize that, you know, the Mavericks might do something really well in the offseason. <laughs> and you kind of know that. And you're just, whatever. I don't, I don't want to get back into it. I don't want to do get not. back into it. I, I, matter of fact, I do not know that. All Continue. Right. So I was going through a lot of VHS tapes, and you know VHS was the way it used to be back in the '90s. And right before VHS, the movie started, you had the opening credits. They kind of had like you know commercials and previews for upcoming movies and other movies that were going to come to videotape. And a lot of them had the soundtrack ads where they say, "Hey." This is coming up. This movie soundtrack. Get it. And these soundtracks, Creighton, were filled with music that had nothing to do with the actual film. I mean, it was a marketing tool. And it was stupid because I was when I was little, I was like, well, couldn't I just pick up the CD of the artist anyway? Why did I have to go get this soundtrack of a movie that had nothing to do with the movie at all? It's just a bunch of random people, random bands that the marketing department thought would fit into the movie. It was just stupid. So I picked four of them from my nostalgia, and I picked four of them right now. We're going to listen to in their ads, and they're just so crazy. And the first one we're going to start off with is Godzilla. Godzilla had its own, you know, idiotic uh, theatrical run with Matchy Broderick, but even worse was its soundtrack. And can you play the ad for the Godzilla soundtrack right here, please? Playing the Godzilla theme song. Godzilla the album in stores now.
What'd you think of the Godzilla ad for their soundtrack? It was just random music, wasn't it? <laughs> did it did did don't aside from the random Godzilla sound at the end that they put of Puff Daddy, which I love, right? And that's still in the song, by the way. I didn't know that the, the oh, actual really? song. If you play the the little ah, is at the very end. Okay, um, but but it was so random it because sounded like immigrant song yeah. on Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay, well whatever. <laughs> uh, but okay, so you heard the first. I don't even know the Wallflowers or uh, Jamakazi was one of them. Rage Against the Machine was the third right. one. Those are the most random songs that they built. And if you watch the actual video for this, most of them have them in the Godzilla world. Like <laughs> the one. Oh, when they do like the music videos. Exactly. Yeah, and he's like, and, he's like on the island. They found the footprint. And right, the, and then there's one of them. Uh, I don't know the name, Jamaquazi or something. Is he on? Is one of them? Does one of them take place on the uh, boat next to the guy that was eating the ramen noodles at the no, beginning? No, no, I didn't see that when one. The, like, in the commercial, sank. though, in the self, one of them, he's like, because the song you heard the "I'm Going Crazy yeah. Underground," right? While he's doing that in the video, he's on like broken cars and like it looked like Godzilla had just ran through there. The first guy, the first song, Godzilla's tail is um, uh, attacking uh, the people, so that was weird. Uh, And then, of course, Puff Daddy has Godzilla in the song himself. We enter out on the '99 Godzilla, the '98 Godzilla. It's '99. It's '98. Nah, give it '98. 99. Okay, well, I'm right. It's 98. I know for a fact. Don't don't test me on that one. You weren't even born. Are we in on the... Whatever 98.99 is, but no, I'm out on it. It's a okay. very dumb movie. I've actually watched it more than I thought I would over the past year. Well, I'm I owned it. to say that. I own the movie. I do VHS. actually, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved the movie when I was a kid, right. and I was always watching it, but there are, if you watch it as an adult, there are things... Again, I first of all, I love how the Simpsons are a big part of the film. Right. Do you know who uh, which Simpsons characters are in it? Marge. No. So then you didn't know. I guess I don't. Harry Shearer, who plays Mr. Burns and all oh, his characters. Oh, you mean literal? I thought right, you were the, talking about like no, like, no, no. The uh, the voice uh, actors. Harry Shearer is the boss. Uh, the right. the okay. anchor. Yes. Um, Hank Azaria is the cameraman yes. of the the main girl, and then Julie. Uh, no, sorry, Nancy Cartwright is uh, Harry Shearer's like uh, assistant. Okay. So there was a Simpsons connection there. Um, but anyway, I God, didn't know they made an ad for it like that, like buy the Godzilla album. Exactly. I, I trust me. So I now, just like that. Now go to Batman Forever. This one I love. I love this because it's just it's hilarious. And so play that one right now. soundtrack is forever batman forever batman forever only one soundtrack exactly and that one okay so if you don't we can't you know you're listening obviously but go look that up it as seal of course is serenading us with kiss from a rose it is showing the other artists, including you 2 and Brandy, of all people, that are random again random why would brandy and you 2 be on this with seal like it's the Money. most random assortment of, uh, and of course it's so '90s at the very end. Uh, only one soundtrack can be forever, it's Batman incredible. Forever. It is the most quintessential <laughs> '90s thing ever. That movie is trash. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Batman Forever is not trash. It's campy, but it's not trash. Batman and Robin is trash. They're both bad. No, but you know what? One is just actually significantly worse than the other. Yes, but Forever... And I'll, they're both still bad. On. But Forever, they tried. And I do like some aspects of Forever. Like, it's a fun movie. You know it. It's a fun movie. That's funny that... I, I, I have to say this. I don't miss the narration in, in trailers. Right. And in this, I don't miss the narration You don't miss, remember the 90s? Like, yeah. get one thing today. Yeah. Also on He's this... He's on the run. Yes. Harrison Ford, <laughs> the fugitive. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so I'm on the God, I think it was the Godzilla one or the next one I'm about to play. Yeah. But in that one, there was a commercial. Do you remember the movie The Faculty? Oh yeah. So in the movie, in the trailer though, it goes, it goes, it goes uh, they'll start playing the song uh, "School's Out." No more teachers, um, dirty looks. Right. But then it goes into goes the kids at Mount Rosemore High see, always I, thought their teachers were from a different planet. This time they may be right. <laughs> I love. I see. I I do not miss any of that. I, it's nostalgic, and I kind of love I'm it because with, of that. I'm good with adding audio clips from the actual movie. Like right. those guys. Tell it's the gotten story. better. But like, don't you miss the, the movie? The movie trailer guy, Don Lafontaine. No, like I do you know his name. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, they they did a. I um, didn't know that. that. They did. He got popular because of it. Okay. And he did like a Geico commercial and everything nice. before he died. Um. But I missed those days a little bit. It was very nostalgic. I like the Batman one. This might be because I like the Seal song better than the Godzilla stuff. But right. But you like the Batman Forever because it's just Seal, and then you're seeing. And now, by the way, when you're watching yeah. it, it has clips of the movie and the That's the band's better. names. That's I think that is better. Because the Godzilla the one, movie, yeah. Because the Godzilla just being one, in the scene, like right. the Setting of the of because the Godzilla soundtrack, all it had was them doing their own music videos. Right. This one, you're like. Yeah, and then you see Batman flying through uh, Seal singing. Uh, now go to the third one. It's Armageddon. Of course, everybody knows Armageddon. Now this one, I'll I'm give it. I'll song. give you this. Armageddon is the one of the only ones that actually had the music playing in the movie. At least two of them. So play it, and we'll discuss. Now available on CD and cassette. Armageddon. The number one album featuring the number one smash from Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. And Chantal Kreviazic taking a classic song to new heights. Chantal Kreviazic leaving on a jet plane. Another hit from Armageddon. Also featuring Our Lady Peace, Journey, Sean Colvin, and much more. Can, can I just say that that leaving on a jet plane scene is one of like my top? I love that scene. <laughs> right. Like I love the, like it's so I'm leaving. And then he goes like, leaving on a jet, jet plane. plane. I love that scene. So, like, oh, so this yeah. commercial was a little bit better because for one, the mo the songs, the two that they highlighted are actually in the film. Right. Now the second one, the girl singing "Leaving on a Jet Plane," that is not in the film. No, but the them singing that song is. But um, this one again was just like the other ones, where they're it's they're showing the 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 number one single, which is Aerosmith's "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." But they're also highlighting the rest of the songs in this thing, because and you hear the girls again. The girls' version is just as good as in the other the guys' version. Yeah. Get the number one album. 
<laughs> like you know the number one album with, with the, the number, number one, one hit song, song. Yeah. like and again why would i pick up this album why would i want armageddon the album when i could go <laughs> get those songs everywhere else yo man i gotta i'm sorry i can't meet up with you guys today i gotta go camp out <laughs> the armageddon soundtrack's oh coming my. out it's like yo it's like I, I get it like if you were like a big fan of a movie and you just want to go see it like you okay? You might go buy some posters for it. You yeah. might buy some cutouts. But why would I want to go buy the soundtrack when again it has nothing to do with the movie? The and it doesn't tell me. So it doesn't like tells me about like the Armageddon movie. It just plays a song from it. Right. Like it had nothing to do with it. That's what I'm so confused about. Why these were big in the '90s? What marketing guru back then was like? Ha Let's get them. Let's mix them together. And now Ham's gonna probably take that drop of my laugh again. Um. <laughs> Now, the fourth one we're getting here, this is where I have a lot to talk about. Okay. All right? It is none other than Pokemon. Attention all Pokemon fans. If you want everything Pokemon, then you've got to get the Pokemon movie soundtrack. Featuring the smash hit, Don't Say You Love Me from M2M. And all your other favorite artists like NSYNC, Christina Aguilera, and Britney Spears. Also featuring It Was You from Ashley Ballard. The Pokemon soundtrack. You gotta get it in stores now. That was like straight up info commercial stuff. Yes. <laughs> all right. So on that one, that one literally tells you about every band that's on there. Uh, they also... Um, it, it, the the actual video though is worse, so let me tell you why. The move the video shows a bunch of teenagers showing up to a drive-in to watch Pokemon the first movie, and yet the, the guy. By the way, these guys are like 17, 18, 19, 20 <laughs> years old, looking. They're not kids. They don't watch Pokemon. Oh, but God. these guys decided to go watch Pokemon at the drive-in, and then and midway through they're dancing on their cars to all these different songs. <laughs> and by the way, that was very pop-heavy. They are like, get Christina Aguilera and in sync and they had all a who's that. who on there. Like, they did like they they playing checks for everyone. I mean that was pretty impressive who they had on that soundtrack. And, and my question is, what does any of those have to do with Pokemon? And none of them sing a Pokemon song. <laughs> that they, is true. It's like I get it. Like if in sync sang, sang the Pokemon song, I'd be right okay. saying the theme. Yeah, yeah. like, like that. Oh, okay. yeah. But they don't. And I got confused by that as a kid. Uh, I thought there was a rumor like, oh, NSYNC's on the album. They sing the Pokemon intro in the movie. <laughs> so for the longest time when you watch Pokemon, the first movie, there's a band or some someone singing it other than the normal intro, right? right. I always thought it was NSYNC because I was a stupid kid. Uh, but it wasn't okay. NSYNC. No. They tricked me. Again, why are these a thing? Why do these exist? Why? My only, my literally, like what I can think of is like, it's just strictly the album art. Like you want the poster movie, like but the movie the, posters are right. But as your that's album a art. lot of that's a lot of work. Oh, it's a ton of work. Just like, to go not, get. Let's like, not sure because you're and, and again, I, and I understand what the purpose was marketing wise. This was synergy. Bands thought, okay, record companies like, right. okay, we'll just put our single on this album, and if they like it, they'll go find that band. Like, would you rather have the Nickelback hero song? Nickelback's album art or Spider-Man album art? Oh, Spider-Man. See? Boom. Already done. Marketing but, at its finest. And another thing is, again, like I get what they're yeah. thinking. They're like, okay, if this kid liked NSYNC's song on this album, yeah. he's more likely to go tell his mom, hey, go buy me NSYNC's other albums. I get that. That's a marketing thing. 
it's just that that didn't happen. There's a reason why these soundtracks <laughs> never did well. Can we just chalk up that the nineties was you guys you guys were on one. You guys were really weird. <laughs> like Listen, we just, like... don't 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 mess with the nineties, okay? Just because we had a little bit of uh weird things that happen every now and then, the nineties was the best time to live. Whoa. It really was. <laughs> the other day I watched the old uh, on YouTube, it was Howard Stern's appearance on Tonight Show. And I was I watched I was watching for that. But then how long they, was his hair back then? Oh, it was pretty damn long. <laughs> uh and um it was really funny because Jay Leno was so uncomfortable because he brought like two like strippers out. Right. It was hilarious. But what more importantly was more interesting was the the commercials on it. The commercials are hilarious. Oh, Just watching nineteen ninety five commercials and I watching Get like moon boots. Like, <laughs> Better yet, jewelry commercials with prices that are affordable. Like, okay. Like, it was like, get this uh, diamond ring for $100. Okay. I was like, what? Here's a slinky. Yeah, Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Everything was affordable <laughs> back then. Uh, it was it was just a time warp. But the 90s did have some drawbacks. And the biggest one was movie soundtracks that didn't go anywhere. And I guarantee you that we didn't have them. Did you notice any of the movie soundtracks like in mid-2000s? No. They didn't seem to be a thing. I think they quickly dropped that. Yeah, because they went, I mean, because, like, the whole, did not sound, like, too, like, technical and whatever. But, like, the whole, like, original song from Motion Picture Award got so popular. It did. It got so popular. And so artists started saying, like, well, I don't need to, like, I just want to make the song and market the song without like as my own and then the award will come regardless and like that's i think that got to a point because like you think about like the like what the what, what i'm thinking of here is like if if a star was born and was made in the 90s with the cast that they had like right. lady gaga like that would have been a prime like like lady gaga with shallow and all those songs on there i mean that's a thing and like that 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 movie did like i mean that movie sorry, now, that soundtrack did wonders right, right? and here's as the it was but no, that's like a thing that i could see back in the 90s and there were things in the 90s that. they had like soundtracks with those movies were in it like if the movie had multiple songs yeah. that were in the movie yeah. that were part of it they had those, armageddon kind of armageddon only had two the rest one uh, and a half like I think I, I think go back and listen to it and see what. But there are movies where I'm talking about like songs that were made for the movie, like specifically for yeah. the movie. I'll give you a good, even better point. Bollywood in Bollywood and uh, Indian cinema, they it's mostly musicals. Yeah, and they all their mo- songs are in the movies or in part of the title tracks, but they're part of it. That's why when they sell their soundtracks, they yeah. can say, "Hey, that's part of it," and okay. you can connect it that way. My problem is with the it, it, the market in the '90s. Seemed a lot of just a lot of marketing schemes. So to your point, 2008, Slumdog Millionaire comes out. Mm-hmm. The song that is nominated for best original song and is the driving point for the for the soundtrack for the movie soundtrack yeah. by Slumdog Millionaire soundtrack was a, was a song J Ho uh, only featured in the credits. Right. Yeah. But only, does that count? Only but featured that, in the credits. Does that count though? Does it? See, that's the thing. It depends. So here's what Bollywood's been doing lately. 
Uh, I just watched the Shota Han film, Pathan, right? Yeah. Pathan has only two songs in the film because it's mainly an action film. Old school Bollywood, oh my God, they have like six, seven songs in there. <laughs> but now it's down to two or three, and the one, the most famous one you'll hear that they use in their promotion is never actually in the film anymore. It's in the end credits. Yeah. As soon as the, op- the end credits start, that's when they'll play the song. Same with Pathan. Their number one song, June Pathan, uh, was in the end credits, which upset me because it's a good song, but I wanted to be in the movie. Like they've they've st- strayed away from that, so it's a kind of a weird dynamic. But more importantly, I think if you notice that they market it differently and better, I think in the two thousands, in the late two thousands, because in the nineties everything seemed like a toy commercial or anything. Oh, yeah, everything guys, was yeah. commercialized it was to bad. the like, even, all movies, even like <laughs> it was bad. if you remember every like top movie that you remember how good or bad it was. Uh, they had a marketing scheme with some kind of thing like Wall Wall West. Remember that? <laughs> Not only Wall Wall West have its on soundtrack with how half the Will Smith songs down there, yeah. but they had Burger King. Do you remember the Burger King sunglasses you could wear? I've seen them. I yeah. I, oh, I you were too little. You I think, was too little. little but I've yeah. seen them. Yes. I remember. I wanted the Will Smith version. I got stuck with Kevin Klein's. Oh, <laughs> were you upset? Yeah, because I only had Kevin Klein's. I was alive to like to understand your pain of like not getting the one you wanted, like mo- to movie toys. Right, I, do, I, I hated do understand that. that idea. And uh, Kevin, I got Kevin Klein. I still rocked them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, the, but but I wanted the Will Smith ones because they were slender and. Uh, black and like just looks so classy, uh, but again that was the '90s. It was a age of commercialism, and it just, good God, it was just a mess. And that was it. VHS soundtrack commercials. Oh, and also TV commercials for shows, uh, for television shows around the VHS openings. I'm gonna have to. Oh yeah, I, the I, practice I was on one of them. I, I I'm gonna have to pop out some of my VHSs and see what's going on. And in I'm, those I'm, I'm glad we're talking about movies because we're gonna do a little. Here's a little preview for next week. We're gonna try to get my cousin. Or not my cousin. Sorry. Oh wow. No mistake. <laughs> brain fart there. My brother. Mm. My brother. Uh, his name is Joshua. But oh, he wants to go by Joshua. I call him Omar. So we'll see, see what he likes to go by. But anyway, he will be trying to join us this week. We'll see if we can make him get in this week. But if he does, he's a big movie fan. He's in school for filmmaking. You're a big movie fan. I'm a big movie fan. It's going to get intense. It's going to get intense. You're going to hear some of the best movie debates you might ever hear. We might even not even broach sports because it's going to be that epic. So we'll see what happens. But, man, Creighton, time has flown by, but I've had a great time with you again. Even though you take too many vacation days, I still love doing the show with you. Everybody knows where I am at the end. Where am I at, where am I at, at the end of March? Everybody knows. Uh, Miami. There you go. So just make note. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that you know right, right. now. And next year. You well, know. guess what? It's beginning so of April. Don't come at me with too many It's beginning of April, days. and you went to the Longhorns uh, spring game. So I gotta, spring games So either. do I got to count that All into right, yours? I count that, too. And then, it, <laughs> and then in May, EDC. And then in so June. So your calendar's <laughs> just full of things. I, like, you just. You June, I'm random. open. June. June, I'm open. You know what? And then July is Lollapalooza, and then August. All right. Well, maybe we'll have a full open four straight shows in June with this podcast. (laughs) We'll see because Creighton is busy with his EDM schedule. What the? Yeah, you know. Or or hey hey, I don't even have to be there, man. If the if the live stream is going down, I'm. It's like I'm basically gone. Well, the live stream doesn't really decide with you lately, does it? (laughs) Let let the record show that it is 11:35 at night. And in 25 minutes, Frank Ocean is going to go on the stage for the first time in six years at Coachella. And I am not going to be able to witness it because somebody had to request 
that they don't want their show live streamed. Also didn't want merch at the show. He didn't want merch at Coachella. If you don't want to be there, just say it. Like, that's fine. Why are you mad at I don't me? know. What? I thought you like you, you like I, Frank Ocean. Oh, he's great. But we've waited two years for this, especially one year when it got announced. Two years because he was on the last lineup. So then why are you, are you still a fan? What? You I'm, gonna... I'm not happy. Well, I'll, go, I'll tell you what, I'm, he better stream next year. I mean, next week. He's not. <laughs> you don't know that. He's not. Like, he's gonna, like, he makes too much money. He's there, gonna... is a, there is a crowd of 70,000 people right now waiting to see one of the most iconic moments in the past decade, and I am not a part of it. Don't worry. In maybe, any shape or form. Maybe you can watch Ice Spice. Yeah, her album, her song is actually with Nicki Minaj. Her remix is doing actually really good now that you mentioned it, so suck on that. Ooh! Tell us where you can, they can find you. You can find me here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Creighton Branch. You can see me talk about all my music endeavors on that Twitter, uh, as much as like a rant about Frank Ocean or my uh, recent dabble into the phenomenon of K-pop. Uh, so you know, Ooh. and also you can find me on uh, my other podcast, the. Viva Boys, which we talk all things Longhorns football and the roller coaster that that is. Uh, no longer on Pins, our Pin, Pigskin Podcast Network. They oh. went under. <laughs> so, so are you guys as free, free agents? agents? Which is fine by me. Like, it makes my life a lot easier. But, right. you know, um, it, it's just, it was just funny. Like, I said that, and like, an e- like, like, two days later, I got an email. So I was like, cool Good. by me. Anyways, that's where we're at. Okay. Well... I hope you guys find a new home quick. Oh, I'm cool if we don't. Like, I don't mind doing it by myself. Like, mm. it's it's just it's kind much, of bummer news you just much, threw out it's there. It's much easier doing it like having my own rules and doing it. Yeah, that way. like us. Yes, because like, we're badass. Like, I remember a time like that with that one, and that was a lot easier. I didn't have to follow certain rules and what. Well, you can so. follow me at Twitter uh, at EA Sports DFW, and of course, you can follow me on the weekends here at the Ticket. We're both Ticket employees. Ninety six seven thirteen ten to Ticket. Check it out. America's favorite sports station. Uh, and um, apparently, people are finding me on Instagram find- randomly. So go follow me on Instagram as well. Eelzot yeah. sixty. If you want, uh, it's boring there, but go ahead. You can see pictures of me. When is this podcast coming out? This podcast will be tomorrow. Okay. Good. Anybody that's listening, go tweet at Frank Ocean and Lala, and Col- and Lala Coachella and YouTube and say, yo, stream no. next Sunday. Like, I need. I Y'all need messed a, up. Yeah. I need an army of people to sh- to to tweet. Do it, people. At these guys. Do it, people. Sign up, uh, make a petition. I don't care. I need to see this. Frank show. Frank Ocean needs to pay. I need to see this show. If I get if I if I get Bad Bunny and Blackpink the first two days, I deserve Frank Ocean the last day. Wow. You seem a little demanding, though. Like you seem like you're you're owed so much, and you're not even paying for it. I just carved out my whole day for that show, man. Are you paying for it? Are you paying for it? What? Did you pay for it? No. So then, just enjoy what you got. (laughs) You you get what you pay for. All right. I carved out my whole day for the show, and I didn't get it. Well, that seems like you need a life. Anyway, uh, (laughs) that was turn off your mics. We'll see you next week.